Sometimes the world just needs a hero to help cut through all the noise. Well, now you have two. Good morning, good evening, and good afternoon. We are your friendly neighborhood heroes of noise, and I'm Steve. What's happening, everybody? My name is Dan. Along with my friend Steve, we are ready to amaze you with our podcasting stylings today. Welcome to the Heroes of Noise. It's a beautiful day. Let's begin. All right. Now, ladies and gentlemen, since we had a pregame show, we don't have to get into all the stuff we've been actually doing throughout the week. I know y'all enjoyed listening to that. We could just get right into the actual substance and we begin that with our contact information. Ladies and gentlemen, peep this shit. My name is Dan Ramirez, and I'm here to tell you some information that you might be interested in. Would you like to reach the Heroes of Noise podcast and let us know what you think of this wonderful show? At least we think it's wonderful. Well, you can do so just like this. Our contact info is as follows. You can reach us by email at heroesofnoisepodcast at gmail.com. Ladies and gentlemen, that's heroesofnoisepodcast at gmail.com. You want Twitter? You want Twitter? We got Twitter for you. You think we're scared of Twitter? We're not afraid of Twitter. You can reach us at, right? They think they're, who the hell do they think we are? We ain't scared of nobody. You can reach our show at Heroes of Noise. That's right, at Heroes of Noise. On Twitter, you can reach myself at Dan Q Public. That's D-A-N, followed by a Q, followed by public. You can also reach my friend Steve at at s.e.underscorehudsonmusic. And that's how you do it. Maybe you like to hear your voice on the radio. Maybe that's your thing. Maybe, you know, maybe radio is not even something you listen to anymore, but you want to experience that. Well, here's the way you're going to do that, ladies and gentlemen. Voicemail. That's how we do over here in the San Joaquin Valley at Heroes of Noise. And it's 559-492-9831. I'm not playing with you folks. 559-492-9831. Steve, I think I'm done with my announcements. Let's get busy. Here's the good point. Here's the good the the good news for you. There has been an interesting uh uh week of entertainment news. And I have been totally and utterly entertained by it. I know you have a few stories. What stories you got for me, brother? You've been totally entertained by the week's This has uh, been such a good week in entertainment news, dude. Yes. There have been some good things to talk about. I got a few things to talk about. I also have one that's not necessarily new news, but it's new to me. I can't It's new to me. Yeah, I just stumbled across it and I was like, no shit. So... You know what? I think since it since it's the older news, do you mind if I start with that one first? Handle it, brother. All right, Steve. So I'm going to ask you. Uh, I'm going to throw a name at you, and you tell me what that means to you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. Ralph Macchio, Karate Kid. Okay, great, great. So now I'm going to throw YouTube Red at you. Okay. Um, you don't need okay. to really process that, but go ahead and tell me what you think about YouTube. First Red. thing I thought of was I'm tempted to get it because I hate ads. Yeah, I hate ads too, man. Oh, they're those YouTube—they're putting the on everything now. Every YouTube video now has that. Is it thirty? Now, I, here's the thing: they tricked me into skipping five. Before I'm like, oh, there's still five seconds. Now I'm like, ooh, yeah, I get to skip in five. They got me. They got me. Well, I'm about to get you even more, and this is either going to sway you, yes. or you're going to be like, what? Okay. Because I got more of the what reaction off of this here. A little bit of an older news. Let me see if I can find the date. This actually came out. August 4th is what I'm reading here. And I read this on thehollywoodreporter.com as I was scouring the internet looking for little fun facts and tidbits, whatever a tidbit is. All right, Steve, you ready for this? Hit me. So Ralph, this is the title of the article. Ralph Macchio and William Zabka talk with with reporters about YouTube Red's upcoming 10-episode comedy series. 
This is regarding the Karate Kid. What? They are yes, and it is going to be called. It's a uh, this is here. Um, hours after the Hollywood Reporter exclusively broke news of YouTube Red's ten episode Karate Kid straight to series sequel Cobra Kai. It stars Ralph Macchio as Daniel and William Zabka as Johnny. They're they're actually bringing the roles back. They met after the press after making a excuse me. They met the press after making a surprise appearance Friday, long time ago, at the Television Critics Association summer press tour. So Macchio revealed that the concept for the series, which picks up 30 years after Daniel topped Johnny in the All Valley Karate Tournament, um, is relevant today and speaks to a new generation. All right, so check this out. Okay. Cobra Kai, again, the title of the series, which will debut in 2018, will explore Daniel as a father who is drawn back to the dojo when Johnny reopens Cobra Kai. Johnny befriends one of Daniel's kids, and that's how it connects that world into our rivalry world, Machio said. There's a tremendous amount of heart and kick-ass action sequences and martial arts, but the inherent humor comes from the fact that these are two guys who are in their 50s and still have an axe to grind. It goes back to those places where you just can't let go and you're still a teen excuse me, you're still a teenager at heart and yet balancing your adult life. It's like the rise of the Cobra Kai. It's the worst nightmare for someone like Daniel LaRusso. Steve. Hmm. What I, do you think of this? I will watch it. <laughs> I think I'll watch it too. <laughs> oh, well, I'm gonna watch that. I mean, it, it's that little last thing you got was yeah, if the Cobra Kai came back. Ralph Macchio would freak out because now it's a brand new group of kids that are going to be, oh yeah, dude, for sure. Because then Daniel could actually train the people that are going to go against him. I mean, there's definitely something to be made of this here, but will they be able to pull it off? Because Daniel, uh, excuse me, not Daniel LaRusso, but Ralph Macchio, he still looks pretty good. He looks great to me. I think he looks really good. Um, I don't know. They're going to be able to pull it off only because we have a nostalgia. And we have money yeah. to buy things now. So we're just going to buy it. Yeah, they're working completely off of nostalgia. Totally. Because there's been a lot of people that when they hear, I mean, seriously, there's a whole generation now that when they hear Karate Kid, oh God, I hate to say this, they think of Will Smith's boy. What's his name? Jaden? Jaden, dude. Oy yeah, come yoy. on, man. Oy come yoy. on, man. Yoy. This is not a pro Jaden Smith no. podcast. I'm going to tell you right now. No. If you came here for Jaden Smith praising... You just need to get the hell out of here right now because this is not the podcast for you. That is one of those. Um, okay, like for me, Karate Kid. Now, mind you, it doesn't have it doesn't hold the place in my heart. I'm gonna have a random one of like Teen Wolf. Teen Wolf holds a place in my heart that or or Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Those two movies were so different for me that I was just like, I've never seen anything like this. Or Back to the Future. I had never seen any Michael J. Fox. I guess in general. Um, I had never seen anything like those. Like, I wasn't into karate. When I when I saw um, Karate Kid, I was like, oh, that's a fun movie. I just liked it because, you know, it was fun and cool. But as time went on, all those nostalgia, like with all the, all the movies with nostalgia for me that held nostalgia really um, became put in one bucket. So all of them are as good to me now. Because I'm just like, all of those 80s movies are just great. And so... If it comes out, if they did a new Back to the Future, if they did anything like that, I'm watching it. The only thing I didn't was Teen Wolf. The new Teen Wolf I didn't watch. But anything, I didn't watch that either. Yeah, I'm not, because I just, I love to this day, if Teen Wolf comes on, I'm watching it. If Karate Kid comes on, I'm watching it too. So those, I'm going to watch this movie. I mean, if they made a Parker Lewis uh, Can't Lose <laughs> show, I'm going to watch it. Because it has an nostalgia factor for me. 
So what about Doogie Howser, the middle age? Totally, years? I'd watch that. They no. could totally still do that too. Oh, dude. I mean, like he looks he great. Looks the same age. He looks great, dude. So I would totally watch that movie. All these movies, I would watch. And so yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, um, I'm probably, I don't know if I'm gonna, uh, <laughs> how I'm gonna watch it. I have a feeling I know how I'm gonna watch it, but yeah, I will, <laughs> I will watch it though. I'm going to ask around, Steve, and yes, try to find yes. a, a, a legal channel. Yes, yes. Are to you, watch this. Are you going to for method. real watch it for real? Absolutely, yeah. Like you're saying, I totally get that. Like there's definitely this this certain period in my life. And for me, it was kind of like the seventh, eighth, ninth grade. Yep, yep. I don't know why that is. Maybe yep. just because, you know, we were a little more free to do mm-hmm. what we liked. You know, back yep. then I could do whatever the hell I wanted. It was crazy. It was a whole nother, it was a whole nother time. Yes. But, but all of those... You know, all of those movies like that. Goonies, for instance. Oh, dude. Come on. Yeah. That was the first, that was the first movie I ever kissed a girl in, man. I'm just going to really? tell you right now. Yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah. did you... Is, okay. She was older. What year did um Sandlot come out? Is that 90s? I think the Sandlot's in 90s. Here. Okay, okay. You know I always got the uh, IMDB pulled up. I, I so love I Sandlot, dude. Answer Jeez. that question for you real quick. You know, but, oddly yeah, enough, one that's of one of best. my son's favorite movies, oddly. It's 1993, by the way. That was three. That's not that long ago. I almost. Well, it is. But I was three years about to graduate high school in '96. Yeah, you were still a kid. I was. I mean, a think kid. about all the things. You were a kid. If you think about that right now, let's put it this way: you were roughly your son's age. Fifty. Yep. Exactly. Yep. So, is your son a kid? Oh dear lord, yeah. But then again, there I think go. when I go to around Fresno City and Fresno State, I'm like, these are kid. These are children. <laughs> They're a bunch of little children. <laughs> they look like, butts. Ch- like your son looks like a child to me, but he's in college. That is yeah. crazy. I'm like, wait, what? I'm not ready and comfortable letting him just be labeled a man yet. I'm, How I'm weird is it that? I'm in, you know, increments. <laughs> but yeah, I don't I want to build the ego up too much. We should actually, I'm very interested. I think I'm going to let you take the dive first and then... I'll, like you're you, I want you to watch the first episode, and then you can tell me don't. <laughs> Maybe we should view it together. Oh, that would be awesome. After we pay our fair share, and then That's subscribe right. to YouTube. Tell right? you what, I will go halves with you. Perfect. <laughs> oh, you know what we could do? Hmm. We could be smart about this because they probably have some kind of a like uh, free thirty try day it for a month. Boom. So we're gonna wait. We'll just wait until all of the shows come out, and Perfect. then we'll watch it all at once. Much like I plan on doing uh, Discovery, by the way. Yeah, they they really did. You hear what they did with that? No, you talking what? about having the CBS streaming channel or the? No, here's what, you, what they you did. You know how you have to pay to watch it. Unfortunately, yes. Pe- people were just gonna pay, watch it, and then stop. They split the season in half, so by the time your free trial runs out, it's only half the season. <laughs> some suit, some suit was like no. <laughs> And you know what? Hey, YouTube may do the same thing, man. Oh, there might be snap. some suit up in the, behind a desk talking about. Oh no, not Stephen Dan. I heard about these guys. Oh yeah, the, someone's thinking about it. Someone's thinking about it. So I think what I'll end up probably doing, just so we can stay current, is uh, I'm sure I have a great friend, Steve, a great friend somewhere out there that, that has YouTube Red. Totally. And I'll just kindly ask them to come over and share it with me. Totally. Because because again, I don't want to keep this legal, right? Of course, G. I mean, I mean, because who do you think I am? Do you think I'm some kind of savage or some some? No, criminal? you are not a savage. No way. Mm-mm. 
I mean, is, am I a pirate? No. Heck I'm not a pirate, no. Steve. You do have I have both a, a eye patch? Exactly. Exactly. And both, both legs. legs. Exactly. <laughs> and I don't have a parrot on my shoulder. No. So piss on you people that think that would do that because exactly. I wouldn't. Exactly. Heck no. But yeah, but yeah, we'll pretty much be like right up to date. Cool. <laughs> when, when it comes on, yeah, we'll pretty much just, uh, you know, we'll, we'll crack it out all at once. Cool. Um, legally. Legally, of course. Steve. Yes. What you got for me? Okay. So here are my story. Wait, are you you're not done with your stories? Oh, you want me to do them all at once? Yes! I think we can kind of go back and forth. And, oh, okay. Know, I'll, I'll do one. Bit. I'll do another story. Okay. This is the one that I thought you were going to start with, actually. And this is What's odd that? that you didn't say this. Preacher on AMC has been renewed for a third season. What's that, Preacher? What? Oh, what? it's like this. It's a random. It's a random show. He sounds like a nice boy. I yeah, think, let's talk about Preacher. So, I hear this is, that is an interesting one, but I dug through it. And do you know why they got renewed? Oh, so there's actually a story. See, they know what's funny. Normally, I'm so up to date, as you know. Yes. On Preacher. And I've just been so focused on Heroes, man, that I have not followed up right there. Shame on me. There it is. Smacking the, <laughs> smack the wrist. Let's talk. Let's so what, what you know. Check this out. Quote. Um, uh, season two of the show averaged 0.4 rating in adults 80, 18 to 49, which is, I got that. And 1.2 viewers per episode in Nielsen's live same day ratings. But with the season finale, it grew 133%. That is really? a huge jump. Outstanding, Preacher fans. Good job. And 99% in total viewers compared to its same day. That's why it got renewed. Is it bad if I give us, along with the other Preacher podcasts, a little There's, bit of credit It for is that? totally that. It is it's got to be right? I mean, that, seriously, not even trying to make it like a, Hey, praise us. But seriously, like we put, and I'm talking about all of them, totally. including us, totally. we put work into these things. And I'm thinking that it, we had something to do with that. Not to mention also, and this is going to bring it down for me a little bit. Dave Blast's efforts. Oh man. Yeah. Dave Blast, the production designer, the oh, former, former production oh, designer, dude. as I just found out of preacher. And a lot of people are bummed out about that, man. I mean, you, Dave was he was essentially a, a character in the show to me. He was it, his, his, his production, his designs were so essential to the show. And he was so good at marketing the show because he put design picks up. Yeah. I don't know if the like next who, person will do that. Yeah. If they have, so they have big shoes to fill because Dave is just the shit. You know what I'm I mean? Totally. I mean, I was going to, I was going to talk to uh, about Dave in a little bit, but I'm really bummed. Oh, totally. That he's not coming along for the ride. Well, here's what I'm thinking. My question is, are they going to be able to pull Ruth Nager for the next season? What do you mean? I mean, she's she's blowing up. They're gonna. She might be the highest paid person on set. Well, I, I mean, wouldn't that kind of be that it's already a done deal if they're announcing it? I mean, technically, the way things were left, yeah, they could be like, "Well, peace out, Ruth." They could. They it would could change the show, but it, yeah, because I think they could still be in negotiation. Because remember back in the day when Friends were negotiating for their new salary, I think they were yeah. they weren't canceling the show. Just that whole group of friends were negotiating for astronomic. Like people had, it was unheard of at the time per episode, but they weren't canceling the show. So I think they can be still negotiating their salaries. And Ruth, I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if well, would she be the highest paid on this? I would, top, I would guess so. Not Dominic, because Dominic is top billed. I would think Ruth pulls more money just from her her star. That's true. It's about how he's done. Because I know on the first Iron Man, um, Terrence Howard was the highest paid. 
was was because pick. Robert Downey wasn't quite, you know, and Terrence Howard had an heat of, you know, hustle and flow. He was a, like that. His his Such star was right. I love that movie, man. I, love I can't that stand movie. that movie, dude. Really? I, I freaking loved it. it. But um, Yo, get me this microphone. <laughs> I, I don't like it. I thought the song was weak. But um, I, I think I'm happy that they got a season three. It sucks that Dave Blast isn't going to be there. I'm very curious as to how this all shakes out. Like how, who's there, who's not. Because if Ruth isn't or Dominique isn't, which he's going to be. Um, but if Ruth isn't, they're going to have to really focus on Cass. Cass and um, uh, Saint. What if they replaced her? Would that be too weird for you? Um, I mean, it's been done before. It's been done before. People I don't, have died. People have. People like you know, her too much. Like online, online people love um Ruth Nega. They love her 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 version of Tulip. They love it. So, I don't know if they're going to be able to get away with it. She has created her own person. No spoilers. But what if her current situation, Tulip's current situation gets worked out? Let's just say Ruth doesn't sign on. And the current situation works out to where obviously Tulip is uh present in the show again. What if it was like someone that looked like Tulip from the comic? And they just said nothing. In other words, so a Caucasian they, woman. So they busted out a like a um, a Roseanne, where it's just yeah, a new but, person but playing. Not like, only did they change people, they they just changed the race. Would um, that be weird? That would be really weird. I don't be, think they would do here, that. No, I think uh, I know Seth Rogen's smart. Even if they found a killer actress, they'd be like, "Oh, that would make too many waves." That would make too many. Why did you go that direction with it? It could get very ugly very quickly. Very, especially if they don't address it. Now, if they did a thing where uh, Tulip's current situation, uh, in order to bring her back, she has to uh, embody something, whatever, uh, something else or someone else, that could be interesting. Oh, no question. And, and my thing is, if Ruth doesn't come back, I would recommend them maybe doing a two-hour series finale and calling it. This is no like surprise to anyone that's listened to our other show, but you know, I was thinking about it. When Ruth first started, I was not, and you and you as Neither well. Neither was I. We were not, not, we like were not feeling Ruth uh-uh. Nega at all. No. I would go as far to say this time, with the exception of Joseph Gilgan. No. I would have to match her with Joseph Gilgan's performance Easily. on this show. And the reason that I say that is her acting chops are insanely good, right? Yes. But so's Gilgan. But but Gilgan's got more like his writing, the writing for Cassidy's a lot better. It's perfect, dude. And I, because they made her out to be kind of like, like you know, we talked about before. They made her out to be kind of like childlike almost, well, naive. Well, the big thing about Joseph Gilgan, which I got to give props to Joseph Gilgan, because Ruth is a seasoned, a really now, mind you, maybe he's super seasoned as her, but she's been on like big sets now. She kind of got her thing together, and he's holding her own with her. So that's dope. Like he's able to just, I could walk if they said. Preacher, uh, like a side online web series, The Adventures of Ruth or uh, The Adventures of Tulip and uh, Cassidy. Do you know how quickly I'd watch that web series? Oh, I absolutely would. Yeah, they should do a mini. Like, a that, would be, that would be awesome. Oh, my goodness. I would watch that freaking show. Like if they had gone to Bimney, they yeah, could have done Oh, that. dude, come on. Would you not watch that show? I'd be all over it, brother. You know that we'd be podcasting about it. Oh, that would be so, because I would just like to see what kind of bullcrap he gets into and the bullcrap she stops him from. 
Like, I will say this about Preacher. Go ahead, Steve. I'm so sorry. No, 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 no. I'm no. excited, man. I'm excited. So am I. What will you say about Preacher? Well, <laughs> I guess because this isn't like a the an exclusive Preacher show, I'm going to give an opinion. I do think that they need to, and it's not him, but they need to give better writing to Dominic Cooper this season. Yes. They need to. They absolutely have to at this point. Like, I think... Like, if I was, you know, in charge of the writing, I'd be like, guys, okay, great. We've established Cassidy's the shit. We know that Ruth's come up finally in, in season two. How about we've put the focus on Preacher? I don't know. Maybe because the show's fucking called Preacher? That's exactly. what I would think. Well, So, you know, that's a whole nother podcast and everything like yes. that that we could go into. But um, I yeah, agree. I, I think that they need to do some revisions. Mm-hmm. Um, I am very sad that Dave Blast isn't coming along. But... Speaking of Day Blash's next project, which is going to be, um, it's filming in Toronto, and I think it's going to be starting soon. It's coming out in 2018. Steve, what you know about Lock and Key? Love it. Love the book. I'm very interested um, in what you think. Uh, I, I didn't, here's the thing. I thought I was going to be blown away by the book, and I just loved it. And that's the problem. Like, people, I think, I, I really need to stop letting people's expectations affect me. Of what? Oh my gosh! This is the best book ever. I'm not. I'm not reading Amazon reviews ever, anymore. If it has stars, I'm just going to go by the stars, um, by the book, instead of going by the individual. Because I I read the individual reviews and they were just like, "This is life changing." Oh my gosh! This book. Oh my. But I read it, and if I would have just read it straight up, I would have loved it. I mean, I would have adored it. But now I'm just like, you know what? I really did like that book. The more I think about it, the idea when they put that on screen, bruh. Dave Blass doing that, that, oh my goodness, is going to be so good. I guarantee it. And I'm almost like, not sad that I just brought it up, like prematurely, but what I mean by prematurely is I haven't had a chance to read the book. I asked Steve about it. Steve is more of the comic guy between the two of us, but he's always got the goods. So he he actually lent me the first, is it the first uh, graphic novel? the first volume, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay, so... I've got this to read. Maybe I should have brought it up, you know, like later in the show, but I'm excited and I wish Dave well. I and, wish you uh, well, for those Dave, of you that, seriously. Yeah. yeah. Anyone that knows who Dave Blass is probably already knows this because if they're listening to us and the whole Twitter thing, they probably already know what's up. But so yeah, good, uh, follow Dave Blass at Dave Blass or is it at Blackhawk Design? Now I'm thinking about it. I think it's at Blackhawk Design. But uh, Dave Blass is a, is a production designer. He's amazing. Uh, we did an interview with him on the last show on The Word, which I... I'm totally shamelessly promoting. Uh, Go check it out and I'll put notes to the show. Now that we're actually on iTunes, Steve, and on Stitcher and everything, we're not just putting it out on Twitter from our Libsyn link. Um, I'm going to start putting some notes into it. (laughs) It was a little scary. I didn't think that was going to happen. I was like, why is iTunes taking so long to put us on here? It took almost a week. And mind you, Dan is not the most patient individual. No, I'm an insane person. Seriously, Steve will tell you that for sure. I'm insane. I like things done right away. And he he does them right. Dan will do it quickly, but he will do it right. I will say that. That dude will do it correct. Yes, for sure. Um, I appreciate that. What's the next story, brother? Moving on. Yeah, let's see here. Um, Because I know you you have a hard out. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. But the I think the main story today is that I've had many fluids in me, and I feel like I'll be taking another break here pretty soon. So sorry about that. <laughs> you got to have your fluids, man. You yes. have to stay hydrated. I've got a big day ahead of me. I've got work to do and healthcare and a podcast yes. to do. Zachary Levi, Steve. Okay. okay. Let's talk about Zachary Levi. All right. Okay. Do you know anything about Shazam? I used to watch Shazam back in the day when I was a kid. Okay. Do you remember? I don't remember the Sid anything about and it. Mar- really? Okay. So do you remember the Sid and Marty Croft? 
series. It was like Sigma and the Sea Monster. I'm aging nope. myself for days. The nope. Bugaloos. Nope. Um, Electro Woman and Dinah Girl. No. None of this? No. The Wonder Bug? What no. else do we have? Okay, okay. The one that I know you've heard of is H.R. Puff and stuff. No. Get the fuck out of here. Seriously, you've never heard of HR. About Pardon my language. What are talking about? I have I no got to work clue. on this F word thing. No, you right. don't. It's free form. What are you going to do? Yeah, fuck it. You're right. Exactly. So the, yeah. So the, the, that's, that's my um, introduction to Shazam. Okay. Was they okay. did a show back then. It was very, very. Matter of fact, I want you to pull it up on YouTube when you get a chance. Okay. And just, it was very cheesy. It's very 70s and everything like that, but. Are you looking for the story? What are what are you looking for? What's your question? You just want to know what my familiarity is with Shazam? You know Shazam a little bit. Somewhat. But I get confused because I never re- I'm not going to front and act like I've read the comic. I mean, literally my only introduction into Shazam was this 70s show that came on. And um but I know that it's it's regarding uh, a young boy by the name of Billy Batson. Okay. And Billy Batson has the power to by you know exclaiming Shazam, which sounds dope because he got echo and stuff on it, and then um, lightning comes down and he turns into now I believe it's Captain Marvel if I'm not mistaken. No 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 I'm so sorry. I think it is Captain Marvel, bro. But then they got this other Captain Marvel out that's coming out. I'm a little confused, Steve, to be honest with you, because like shit, I saw that so long ago. But I think we're just gonna call him Shazam. Well, no, when I first saw Shazam. That they they chose uh, Zachary Levi, I The Rock was supposed to be Black Adam, and I thought he was yes. going to be Shazam. That's well, what I, I know that they were talking about that at first. I really was under the impression that they were calling him Captain Marvel, but I guess it is Shazam. I thought it was, and now mind you, isn't oh, dude, we are okay. Everybody understand? I've never heard of. I don't know who this comic book character is. I don't know. I got a little I, something for you right here. Let's okay, this. Sorry, this may help. This may help. Yes. Okay. So it says, uh, Shazam, which follows a boy named Billy Batson. So I had that part right. Who can transform into an adult superhero by uttering the magic word Shazam. The name is an acronym of ancient world gods and historical figures. Solomon, Hercules, Atlas, Zeus, Achilles, and Mercury. From which Batson derives his heroic, excuse me, heroic attributes when in adult form. Dude, I don't know where the hell I got Captain Marvel from. So just completely take that out. Because I realize that's yeah, DC. Yeah, Captain Marvel is... Uh, um... What's her name? That's yeah. going to be What's Brie name? Larson. Yeah, Brie Larson, yeah. I guess we're calling him Shazam. That's the funny part. Even as a kid, I just called him Shazam. I just thought the superhero's name was Shazam. Um, but this is definitely not in my library of comics. You know. Um, oh, here we go, though. Listen to this. Uh, no release date for Shazam has been set, but New Line is eyeing a February start in Toronto. The fi- They're going to be up there with Dave. Um, the film is being developed concurrently with a pick focusing on Shazam villain Black Adam to star Dwayne Johnson. Yes, and uh, Dave Sandberg is directing it. And I, okay, I liked his short Lights Out more than I liked his movie Lights Out. But the short he directed is Lights Out. He's going from that and then Annabelle create, or no, 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 he um he went from Lights Out uh, um, to DC. That is insanity, dude. They're really putting what the, what I like that they're doing is they're putting these small time indie directors into big, you know, big budget movies. And that's look, I'm going, I'm I'm pushing for him. I think that he could because his his lights out short is out of this world. Have you seen it? 
I have not seen that. Watch, don't watch, not the movie, the short. It is so freaking good. Also, on a side note, make sure you, um, well, first we'll, we'll continue with this. I, I like how DC are, are, are saying, look, we're going to, we need to take, we need to take risks on these smaller, um, directors. Instead of paying Ron Howard $80 million to do your film, they're like, let's see what this guy can do. You know what I'm saying? Because he's only, I mean, he hasn't really done much, you know? Give him a shot. Give the kid a break, why don't you? Yeah, give him a, I mean, I, I'd say give him a shot, dude. So I, I'm very excited for what, what he's going to do with um, Shazam. No, I'm all for no, more new material, man. I mean, how long can you, and I guess we're going to find out, but how long can you recycle the Avengers until, you know, they got to do, that's why stage four's coming. You know, they're going to do, that's where you're going to get the, the captain, the real Captain Marvel. And, you know, they're going to go more towards like Guardians of the Galaxy and things like that. But they, you know, I think that they've realized that some of these characters have ran their course. Yes. And I think they're saying, let's bring in, I mean, mind you, if I was Sandberg and I had done two feature films, Annabelle, Crea- Annabelle Creation and Lights Out, and then I get a DC film, I won. And I think he's going to bring some interesting stuff to this, this, um, this um, film. I, I really do. Well, let's just hope that he doesn't go the way of, um, I guess he's kind of made up for it now, but let's hope we don't get a Ryan Reynolds Green Lantern. Um, you know what I mean? Where oh, even even like the people that were just like non-fans of Green Lantern. Right? I actually no, have a story no about that. You do? What's that? That they're redoing Green Lantern. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, of course they're going to. A matter of fact, I'm I'm not entirely unconvinced that we're going to not see him in the Justice League movie. Really? Yeah, because, you know, initially... Oh, no, he is. is. No, that's the story. He is going to be, but I'm shocked that you didn't... You're not shocked by that. No, not really, because, I mean, I remember when they first started doing the advertisements for it, and it was Unite the Seven. But there's only six of them. Oh, look at you. Look at this guy using his brain power and such. Steve, I applied my deductive reasoning to this, (laughs) and I realized that... I counted one, two, three, four, five, six, realizing that there was not a seventh member. (laughs) Awesome. A plus B equals C, Steve. And I realized then we were a miss. We were a miss somebody. But so, how did you uh, get that it was Green Lantern coming in? I don't know what's up with the voice. Well, I was actually kind of thinking that I might. Well, I was hoping it was going to be Green Lantern because, you know, if, even if you go back to like the super friends, you know, Green Lantern was like the he was like the staple. He was a, he should have just been there in the first place, if you ask me. And but, do you think it's going to be Ryan Reynolds? No, 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 no. I'm hearing rumors of possibly Army Hammer doing that which would not be bad i also heard back in the day that it was going to be chris pine which would have been awesome i love chris pine but he's got his old wonder woman gig now no heesh dead i mean spoiler oh, alert jesus <laughs> man oh no i heard two people unsubscribe right now i mean a sorry spoiler alert he does not have a wonder woman gig if you haven't seen wonder woman yet go to hell because it's been yeah. a year how long has it been not a year it's been no maybe what, eight, eight months Eight months Six or so. Months, I maybe. think you should know what's going on here. So I think there's got to be some weird like cutoff point where we can just say these things. Also, maybe the eight months is still a little bit, you know. Do you uh, do you think baking soda when you say Army Hammer? Arm and Hammer baking soda? Yes, I used Dude, to. Dude, yes. it's amazing how close those sound. <laughs> why would you name your kids? <laughs> like, why would you do that? I don't know, man. Parents were alcoholics. I, I really don't know. Army Hammer maybe they really and Arm and like- Hammer. That's, maybe they really liked a good smell to the refrigerator. 
you know? You know what? You're right. And people say that works. I've never tried it. I, I've done, like, I actually have that in there right now. I have no idea if it works because, you know. But then again, you think your couch smells. Oh, thanks. Thanks, buddy. I'm saying you thanks for think. that. I said you think it does. So yeah, they're I, old as shit. You think it does, so you don't really I have, have gross a couches, good ladies and gentlemen. My wife is out right now buying new couches, so all of that goes away now. So yeah, yeah, my couch stinks, everybody. Oh, thanks, here Steve. Here we go. Here, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think Army Hammer would be a. Oh, you know what I think? I think they should put a new person in, like not a person we even know. Yeah, see, I'm always down for that. As long as they find the person with the right acting chops, I'm completely cool. Because I would like to be like, oh, we kind of mentioned that before. You know, they're, they're, you have a tendency, if it really hits hard, you might be typecast for the rest of your life. Exactly. Um, Harry Potter. Uh, Daniel true. Radcliffe, for instance. Oh, there, there's no question about that. Um, so I, they've got that going. They've got that running against them. But still, I'm always for like an unknown to do something like that. Because I love getting wowed by people like, who is this person, you know? Like, I, I think here's the, uh, here's the one thing Marvel, obviously Marvel just, they have an eye for, for casting. That's one thing they have a gift to do, well, among, among other many things. But this is so important for them to cast this character right because they won, like, as soon as they actually cast Spider-Man, they, uh, uh, Marvel won by Tom Holland. As soon as you saw Tom Holland, you're like, up. Oh, I'm I'm almost in already. If they cast Green Lantern right, DC, they can do that whole Marvel thing where as soon as you see the person, you're like, okay, I'm in. I'm listening. But you can't just do, I don't know if Shazam, okay. Not, I haven't seen it, obviously. But does Shazam, does it have a I'm listening quality to his casting? What do you mean? I'm not following what you mean by I'm in. Okay, you have my ear. Whereas when you saw Tom Holland, you were in. Right? Oh, I see what you're getting at. Um, Like, okay, I'm listening. Haven't seen much of the movie yet, but I'm listening. Because you they have that. But then again, also I haven't seen any screen tests. I haven't seen anything that could Did you see the Lone Ranger? I haven't. I have not either. See, I really don't have a, any legs to stand on talking about Army Hammer. This <laughs> is just a funny name to say. Um, <laughs> except for the aesthetic that he has. Like, he could totally have that look of a superhero. Oh, no. He was fantastic in um, Man from Uncle. He was oh, fantastic, yeah. dude. That's right. He was great in and that that's movie. And another a sequel's that. coming from that. So they were fan. I loved that movie. So there'll be two. Yes. Two superheroes. Mm-hmm. Coming from that movie, what a yeah, great that was movie a great. That, that really was. was. That really was. I completely forgot about that. Yeah. So good, I forgot about it, Steve. Yeah, yeah, great. No, but it was. I I watched it once, enjoyed the hell out of it. Though. And, and have he, to watch that one. He again. was fantastic in um, the Facebook movie. Oh shit! He wasn't that because he played. The, he played the twins. Yes, that's right. Okay, so I've got more familiarity with Army Hammer than really I thought. Good. You and know he, what? He has a booming I wish voice. The, I wish the guy the best, man. I yes. think he's going to do well. You know, I, I completely forgot about that. I love that movie. And he has a presence about him. He has that, uh, he's a, oh, oh, that's mean. Maybe because they just haven't, I would see, he's like a, um, he has that same thing Hemsworth has, just a little bit different. Not less, but just different. He has a presence of a Hemsworth. I think Hemsworth is actually going to start shining a lot more now because they're allowing him to be more comedic. Oh, because, but that's all um, Taika that's all Taika, the director. Is it Taika? Taika Wa- How do you say his name? It's um, T- 
Taika Watiti. If you, it's all t- because he, I remember seeing Taika Watiti's um, in um, Watch Your Mouth, sir. What we What we do in the shadows. That movie was incredible and hilarious. I love that. Have you seen uh, What We Do in the Shadows? No, I have not. About have the not vampires, the documentary about vampires following them for a day or two. Like, oh, they, no. oh my God, dude. It's a, Is it worth a watch? It's a handheld following vampires and like as they wake up. It's so hilarious, G. It's on, I think it's on Netflix. Watch it because they're making a TV one. show out of it. So I'll watch. have to peep it. I'll have to so peep it. He hey, was, speaking of Hemsworth. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. You're not done. No, you're oh, not done. Go ahead. No, no, Go no. Ahead. I was just saying um, him doing him doing um, Thor, Marvel was so smart because they're like, we need comedy in Thor. Who can do it? And Taika, I would not even pull his name out of a hat, but he's so good. And I heard that it was just like the little clips I saw. I'm like, yep, that's what we were waiting for. We finally get, um, instead of having Hulk, because they could have gone two ways. They could have had Hulk be a mindless savage, but you can tell in this movie he's not. He's aware. You know what I'm saying? Where I think, so- yeah, I mean, he's got quite a bit of talking in this world. So he's aware, but you know how sometimes you read and he's like mindless and, and like a savage? That I don't Hulk think smash. he's that. Yeah, he's not this and this. He like makes side jokes. But Taika, I guarantee he's bringing some hilarity. And mind you, dude, these, these Thor commercials are making me so excited. So again, bringing that back, I think um, Chris Hemsworth's co- comedy comes from Taika's directing. And I think if they do the same thing, and kind of let Hemsworth. It's just hard because it seems like DC is always pulling up the rear, always kind of latching on to what's happening. They need to get in front of it. They have the quote unquote best superheroes known. They have Batman and Superman, two of the best sellers. Why aren't they destroying? I've been thoroughly bored by Superman and Batman oh, dude. in this run. I really have. I mean, oh, you know dude. what? I think that that said, I think that Ben Affleck is probably the best Batman that they've had so far, but I don't think, and that's just better than Keaton, but I'm, yeah. You want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. I don't know. There was just something I about loved Keaton. Keaton. Don't get I loved it. 1989, right? Cuz he seemed normal. He seemed normal as a person. Right. Like, you he would have, have never like, guessed. He, exactly. You never would have guessed. I liked Keaton in it. I love yeah. Michael Keaton uh, in general. Ben Affleck, I would guess. I'd be like, "You know, this dude seems like he could do that." Whereas if I find out Keaton was Batman, I'd be like, "Wait, wait, wait. You're the Batman?" <laughs> That's crazy. To me, it just seems like they have a like a to me the perfect Batman right now. Oh, he's he's but he's good. just but he's just swimming against the current. He cannot get up to speed totally because of the writing. Just but, my opinion. But the you know, one thing I they have ha- not been wowed by any of the movies except for Wonder Woman so far, as far as DC goes. But the good thing about having Ben Affleck is he's an obvious leader. He has the grizzle. He has the gray, so he can be the leader of the Justice League, and you believe it. Not Superman. But Batman, you'd be like, okay, he's the older, the smarter. He knows how to make sure that, okay, we can do this by doing this and be smarter than our um, adversaries. Um, and all the rest are kind of young. So you you see it. You see how he's the leader. You know what I'm saying? Ju- you're not going to put Aquaman as the leader. You know what I'm saying? It seems like he's the more grizzled character. So yeah, I'm excited to see it, man. I know you got to go so we could rush through the rest of these stories. Hey, real quick. Did you know? Yeah, we'll just rush on this real quick. Um, Thor, 
not even play, Thor Ragnarok, not even playing in America yet, North America. It's already destroyed. But it's destroying. It's, it's like, dude. what was it? Uh, I just had $108 million overseas. 99%. Already. Yeah, 99% on Rotten Tomatoes. And I'm going to tell you, know what? And I don't buy into Rotten Tomatoes either. We were talking about how you just kind of want to, you, you have, um, you've got opinions that you want to make for yourself. Yes. I'm going to completely stay away from Rotten Tomatoes from now on. And I'm going to make my own decisions. That's real. You know, the hard thing is people that, I think I'm going to try to do that too. It just sucks when people are like, uh, when they review it bad, don't pay attention to the rotten meter. But when directors see that the rotten tomato meter is good, hey, look at our rotten tomato. I'm like, okay, you can't use it both times. You have to either say we're done with it or we're good with it. And I think it can be um, if you follow only the people that you trust, like if you see what they give it, go to the people that normally go to the um, go to the reviewers that normally like your movies. You could just go straight to them. And see what they gave the to- well, like what tomato rating they gave it. Then you could be like, okay, if they like it, I most likely will like it. I only follow sounds, a few people. Sounds fair. Yeah. So, all right. So, what else you got, brother? What else do I have? Let's see here. I've got the Zapka. Got that all done. I got mm-hmm. the Levi that I incredibly screwed up on here with the whole uh, Marvel thing. Um, you know what? This one is not really news, but this is something that caught my attention just this morning. Yes. And I'm actually curious what you would think about this. I don't know how you feel about this actor. Yeah. I like the actor a lot. I always have. And I'm very even more curious about what I'm about to tell you. So, Jim Carrey. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I want to say. I want to see what the response was. I know where you're going with this. You do? Yes, I do. Okay, so I believe it's coming out next month. Mm-hmm. Are we still on the same page so far? No, no, we're not now. Okay, well, about 20 years ago, ladies and gentlemen, Jim Carrey started a movie called Man on the Moon, which was oh, a uh, okay. was a biopic. I'm yeah, listening. it was a biopic. Yes. Uh-huh. It was a biopic about the late Andy Kaufman. It was. And uh, you want to learn about Andy Kaufman, that's a whole other podcast because I'm running out of time. Okay. However, so apparently Jim Carrey, you know, he's one of those method actors, mm-hmm. much like how, um, oh gosh, Dan, why did I have to go down now? Heath Ledger is what I was looking for. Yes. Embodied the Joker the entire time that he was there. Or even uh, uh, Daniel Day-Lewis. Yeah, I, I was trying to avoid that, but yes, exactly. But Daniel Day-Lewis and Lincoln, yeah. for instance, yes. you know, they 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 became the character for the entire time. Apparently, and I was not aware of this, the first I heard of it, and I just found out about this about half an hour before we started recording. There is a Netflix documentary coming out called Jim and Andy, The Great Beyond. And it's 20 years old, the, all of the footage, but it's basically what Jim Carrey put the filming crew through, becoming Andy Kaufman the entire time. Oh, I can't wait. I am so excited to see I this I cannot one. wait to watch this. Watch that trailer and text me later to tell, and tell me what you think. Because Done. I think it looks freaking incredible, dude. Like, I cannot wait to watch this movie. Done. So, I'm very, uh, very excited about that. Um, I know that he, he takes a lot of... Like, I see him running around like Tony Clifton in the preview. Oh, boy. In the trailer, rather. This and is going to be I mean, They were saying something about how they were going to get sued for mental stress. Like, he put... From what I can see in this in this trailer, he put that film crew through hell. Oh, so I I'm believe super, it. yeah, I'm super excited to see how where this goes, you know, because I've always liked. I don't know if you're a big Jim Carrey fan, but I've always liked Jim Carrey. I'm not saying everything that he's been in has been fantastic to me, but I like that. Oh, I he's always wait. someone that'll you know that'll stick out to me. So very excited about this. Gonna leave it at that. Check it out and let me know what you think. Also uh, related, one of the stories I have related to Jim Carrey, they are doing a new Ace Ventura. Really? Yes, they are. Now, see, that I'm not so hyped about. I, 
<laughs> Dang, you said it's so exciting. Oh, really? Oh, well, that I'm not excited at all about. Next question. Nice. No, no, no. I'm not saying that, like I'm just like dismissing it. Yes. But I would not. Exp- I mean, you know what? It kind of makes sense. <laughs> it makes sense. It's time. And they're trying to get him to do it. So. Well, I would hope so. Yeah, he's, so the, they're he's just, the only so, one. Oh, so they've got it like they've got the ball rolling. They're just waiting on the main player. Totally. They want to make a new uh, if my thing is if they like it says um, da, 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 deadline is saying that they want to do it. Uh, Morgan Creek. They want the Ace Ventura to have the same ties as the other movie. They want it to have the same through line. So they're kind of um, saying, OK, we can see what happens 20 years later. They said that they'd welcome Jim Carrey back to reprise the memorable world, which is practically a given. I bet they would. I bet they would. So I think that's, I think it's happening. So that's interesting. Yeah. I mean, I, I I don't know. We'll see. We'll see when it drops. (laughs) All right. I'm going to see when it drops. I'm going to do a speed round. Here we go. Ding, ding, ding. No. All right. The next story is Top Gun sequel. They said that they're going to take a three through line and it's still going to be about the Top Gun uh, lore, but it's going to have Goose in it. Goose's son, not Goose. Goose's son is going to be in this movie. And it's not going to be about drone warfare, which they said it might. It's not going to be about that. But Goose's son will be in this movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's going to hit up theaters in June 12, 2019. Ding, ding, ding. Next. Ding. Okay, you got one? I yeah. got one for you. I got one for you Go right for here. It. Let's see. Hold on. Hold on. I'm not so speedy. I'm sorry. Uh, speaking of sequels, Steve. Speaking of sequels, it was just announced over at Deadline Hollywood. Mel Gibson, Danny Glover, Richard Donner are all reuniting for the possibility. Well, they're considering the possibility of another Lethal Weapon film in the franchise. I believe this would make it Lethal Weapon 5. Yes. And I could tell you for Um, sure I won't see it. No, no. I mean, I think I stopped it too. But, um, you know, it just seems like right now we're on this thing where it's like Hollywood's ran out of ideas. And they're just like, let's just just sequel the hell out of everything. And and isn't it amazing how they refurbished Mel Gibson's horrendous racial tirade. I'm not buying it, Mel. Not even for a second. I getting back to what we were talking about last week. I think that Mel would not have fared so well in this day and age for his behavior. Just a couple. Hell no. Hell no. I am not gonna go watch. I will not support (laughs) that fool. Not a freaking (laughs) chance. I don't care if he said if he made a movie saying black people are awesome. Starring Mel Gibson, I'd be like, hell no. Black people are awesome. I'd see it. <laughs> I wouldn't. And I would put you as the star. Oh, Steve my Hudson, goodness. the most awesome black guy I know. And they'll just have me looking into the camera for two hours. <laughs> is, there, is there any more to that story? or? Uh, you know what? Honestly, not really, man. I just thought that I was actually curious what you thought about okay. it. I was never really a Lethal Weapon fan. Yeah. But being that we were talking about sequels, hey, you know, I thought I'd bring it. A show. Ding, ding, ding. Um, All right. Jordan what Peele. What you got? I love me some Nazi hunting. So Jordan Peele on his own, you know, after this huge, massive success of um, Get Out, and he has a Monkey Paul production in in um, collaboration with, uh, um, what is it called? Blumhouse. And so what he's doing is he's going to make a TV series called The Hunt. Set in the 70s, Hunt follows a group of Nazi hunters as they set out on a quest to track down Nazis. I love some Nazi killing, brother. Yeah, I'm, I'm into that. <laughs> I love me some Nazi killing. And so I'm down with that. Check this out. On a $4.5 million budget, 
Get Out scored $250 million. Great movie. Good movie. And that's a lot of money. Gonna bring it up. He's rich and he can now do whatever he wants to do. Now, um, also, speaking of him, ding, ding, ding. Do you have anything else? Last submission to the speed round. Ding, ding. Yes. Let's talk about Joe Manganiello. Yes. Have you heard about this? Yes, sir. Deathstroke solo movie tipped by Joe Manganiello online in the new look at the Mercenary's Helmet is an article that I took from digitalspy.com. Cannot wait. And earlier this week, you know, there was rumors about that, but Joe Manganiello on October 27th, Steve, at 12.39 p.m. on his Instagram, put up a very, like, coned-in picture of Deathstroke's Helmet. So... I mean, he wouldn't just do that because it's you no, know, October 27th. I think it's close to at least being finalized. Yeah, or maybe, yeah, maybe it's finalized, but they have to wait a little. I don't know how that stuff works, that all that Hollywood business. But uh, I'm actually looking forward to this one here. I like Joe Manganiello. So am I. I'm pumped. You already know. I wasn't a big, yeah, I wasn't a big fan of um, True Blood. I mean, I watched like the first season. I think I watched the first two seasons. and But by the time Joe was like a prominent character on there, I really wasn't into it. Uh, but I do like his character. I do like Joe Manganiello. And I think that he would be a perfect Deathstroke. Perfect. I'm down. I'm ready. Perfect. Let's do it. Are you? Bing, Are you bing, now? Bing, All right. Bing, bing, bing. Um, what you got? Anything? Anything left? Uh, yes. Spike Lee. Klansman. Uh, there's a, a movie called The Black Klansman. And it adds Adam Driver and Laura Harrier. Laura Harrier was the, um, the black woman on... Uh, Spider-Man Homecoming, the person that he was really into, Tom Holland. Remember that black girl? Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just added her. And what what Spike Lee's movie is about, it's a true life story um, about... Steve, I'm sorry. What's what's her name again? She's a real pretty girl. What's her name? Lori ha- Laura Harrier. Lori Harrier. Laura right. Harrier, yes. Laura Harrier. So, sorry. Black's Klansman, quote, tells the story of Ron Stallworth, played by John David Washington, who was Denzel Washington's son, who plays on... Um, uh, a show on Showtime, The Rock Show. I forgot what it's called. It's about football. Daggone it. I forgot what it's called. Ballers. Um, ballers. Okay. Yeah, Ballers. And uh, it tells the story of an African-American police detective who in 1970s infiltrated the Klan in Colorado Springs, Colorado, and in probably rose inside the organization's ranks, briefly becoming the bodyguard of the Grand Wizard David Duke. And oh, later snap. being asked to serve as head of Colorado Springs chapter. A black dude. And so it's going to star Charlie Wachtel, David Rabinowitz, Spike Lee, and Kevin Wilmot. No, they all wrote the script. And they just added Adam Driver and uh, Laurie O'Hario to it. And I'm very excited that that is uh, because I think that Spike Lee, when he's, when he's firing on all cylinders, can be pretty freaking good. Mo Better Blues is my favorite movie of all time, that and Malcolm X. So when he's firing on all cylinders, he's an incredible director. When he does, when they say, hey, Spike Lee, do whatever the crap you want, no strings, sometimes he can come out with, um, uh, there was that movie called The Blood of Something. It's about vampires, but it wasn't even any vampires in it, or they like drinking blood or whatnot. Ding, ding, ding. You have any more? I think that's about it, man. Okay. I think that we are ready to move on to the next I have phase only of the a show. few more. Okay. Okay. I'll uh, speak can we through. pause for just a quick second? Yes. Sorry, man. There's all kinds of activity happening no at the house right now. All right, here we go. So, all right, do it. On to the next one. So, Bad Boys 2, or Bad Boys, is getting a TV show starring Gabrielle Union. I <laughs> like that show. I like that idea. And you know why? Because Gabrielle Union is the most beautiful woman that ever walked the face of the planet. Next. Ding. She's very ding. talented from what I understand. That's what I hear. <laughs> ding. Crazy looking ding. Now, you do know that there's a film called The Exorcist. Are you familiar with this? I've heard of this one, yes, I've heard of it. Have you heard of it? Matter of fact, I'm going to be talking about it in uh, in the next segment. 
Ooh. All right. And William, oh, do you know who the director, William Friedkin, you know that he directed this? Of course. Of course. Now, do you know what he thought about the sequel? Because I know. The Exorcist to the Heretic? Yes. Would Heretic? you like to hear what he said, quote, recently? Oh, please. Okay. Please. Quote, I never saw any of, the re- any of the Exorcist films, not even Bill's. I saw a few, um, uh, I saw a few minutes of Exorcist 2, but that was only because I was in, it was, I was in the Technicolor Lab timing a film that I had directed. I forget which one. The one of the color timers at uh, Technicolor said, hey, we just made a print of Exorcist 2. Would you like to see it? He's like, yeah, sure, why not? I went in and after five minutes, it just blasted me. I couldn't take it. I thought it was just ridiculous and stupid, but that was only five minutes, so I can't make an ultimate judgment about it. It just seemed to have nothing to do with the original Exorcist. That is just a director clowning another director. Ding, ding. Yeah, you know what though? I'd have to agree with him. I thought the second one sucked. Never say that though. Wasn't into it. Like a director, I don't think, okay, mind you, I'm being a... You think he faux pod. I, I really don't think you should clown another director like that. Just let him do his thing and just let it go. But saying it was just stupid, it's just like me doing a, an album, having an amazing album, a classic album, and someone else is like, oh, let me redo one of your songs. They do it, and I'm like, it's just terrible. It would be like us talking shit on another podcast. Bingo. Why, why even? I don't see the point of it. But anyway, um, you know who Rose McGowan is, and you know that she was in Grindhouse, right? Oh, I've heard of Rose McGowan lately. Yes, yes, yeah. I know Rose McGowan very well. No, do you know Rob? And okay, so Robert Rodriguez recently was uh, interviewed, and he told why he actually casted her in Grindhouse. Quote: I heard about this. Go oh, ahead. you did. Please do though, but maybe the other people haven't. All right. Well, you know that um, pretty much Harvey Weinstein um, sexually not he was. What would you say? I want to make it well, to me. What's to me, a, it seems like on a very simplistic level, he definitely put up some barricades for her if she did not. Yes. He was accused uh, of sexual misconduct with Rose McGowan. Rose McGowan called it out. Needs. Yes, totally. So, um, Robert Rodriguez said, incensed at, what, incensed at what I heard regarding Harvey Weinstein, I told Rose that she might not be black, she will not be blacklisted from my movies and that Harvey couldn't tell me what to to cast. The reason was that Harvey didn't want didn't work on my movies. I made all my movies those years for Dimension and Bob Weinstein. So I explained that if I cast her in my next film, Harvey couldn't suddenly tell me no because my first question would be, "Oh, really? Why can't I cast her?" And I sure and I'm sure he would not want to tell me why. Unquote. Now here's my issue: Why didn't you say something about what he was doing then, bruh? If you knew that this was in fact happening, why didn't you go out there and make it public? Hey, man, am I correct to say that they were seeing each other at that time? Um, Robert Rodriguez and... Uh, oh, my God, I just blanked on her name. Rose, Rose McGowan. Yeah. I didn't... Um, I don't see anything. From what like I understand, that. I think that used to be a thing. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, again, correct me if I'm wrong, ladies and gentlemen, but I'm pretty sure... Because I did read the I know he. Too, I know she read, dated, read some of the same content. I know she dated uh, Marilyn Manson. I didn't know Robert Rodriguez. I thought so, man. I don't want to like go off on a tangent and it, it comes up fruitless, but uh, well, we we will. Sure. Oh, and uh, another. I'm sorry. Um, let me make sure that I, I get this out. Uh, one of our wonderful listeners actually corrected me from something I said uh, uh, last week about the money made by the actors in The Walking Dead. So. Oh yes, 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 yes. Talk about that. I please. want to correct this. Um, I said mistakenly that the money was made at a different time. So what he did was he corrected me. He said, um, on The Walking Dead, 
Reedus and Lincoln's increase went into effect starting of season seven at $500,000 and this season at $600,000. And that was given by a brother named Seth. I won't give all your information out, but Seth, thank you for correcting me. So that was a correction from last week. Let me put a quote. Last year, um, for the seventh season of the show, however, Andrew and Norman, who, pay, who plays Daryl Dixon, have managed to negotiate a pay raise. Uproxx continued la late last year. The series did not, uh, did not finally at least acknowledge through salary increases did finally that both Andrew Lincoln and Daryl Dixon are indispensable to the show. They were able to renegotiate their contracts to receive $550,000 per episode for seventh season and $650,000 per episode for the eighth season. So thank you for that correction, brother. I appreciate it. And anytime you have a correction, please send it to me. I really appreciate it. And I will correct whatever um, insanity that I spew on this awesome, and amazing, uh, life-changing and world-shifting podcast that we host. So, you damn right. Um, we are on to our wonderful discussion in our discussion, yeah, hold on, hold on, hold on real quick. I'm sorry, man. I think I was kind of debating on whether I want to do this or not, but I want to encourage this. So I'm going to go ahead and do it. Uh, we have a listener that came over from The Word, the other podcast that we do, by the name, well, we like to call him Johnny Bucks. Oh. And uh, I think, yeah, and he sent us an email, a complimentary oh, cool. email. And I was very happy about that. So again, guys, if you guys want to let us know what you think of the show, let us know how we're doing. You have ideas for us, something that you want us to talk about. Mm -hmm. Uh, Heroes of Noise email would be the way to do that quickest. And uh, you can just go Heroes of Noise podcast at gmail.com, which is not what Johnny Bucks did because he sent it to the word one. But now he's in the, he's 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 woke now. So we can go ahead and do this. Let me tell you what the letter said, my friend. Oh, Johnny, Johnny Bucks, by the way, is from the UK. So I love how he starts this off. He says, hello, chaps. Come on, that was uh, going then. <laughs> That, that was, he's probably like, you assholes, I'm done. Um, he goes, hello, chaps, that was so weird. Wouldn't that be a dick thing if I just read it in this really bad British accent yes, the whole time? Terrible. I won't do that to you, Johnny yes. Bucks. I won't do it. But he says, that was so weird. I was just wondering when you guys were going to put out the new show. I'll be honest, I've missed you. There, I said it. So what? And then it happened to refresh. I happened to refresh my podcast feed and boom, it appears. Literally 30 seconds after I had the thought, freaky as fuck. Promptly listened and really enjoyed it. I was great. Excuse me. It was great to hear about your recent viewings. I have since watched the first episode of Big Mouth and loved it. I knew you would. I knew anyone would that watches that show. Um, your discussion on the ethics of how to deal with the art of the disgraced was fascinating. Thanks, man. As I'm sure you're aware, we've had several high profile cases here in the UK. The previous works of most of those offenders have been expunged from the media. Those songs aren't played or shows repeated. That's kind of like the main reason that I wanted to bring that up, Steve, is that they're handling a little bit different than how we would handle mm -hmm. that. As far as suggestions for your future episodes, I'd like to hear your thoughts on Rick and Morty. Oh, we haven't even talked about Rick and Morty, man. Ooh. Thor Ragnarok, Star Trek Discovery, and of course, Stranger Things too. Great to have you back on the air. Peace out, J -j 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 Johnny Bucks, Johnny ladies Bucks. and gentlemen. I, I got a feeling that's a name you're going to hear a lot of here because he's course, a friend of the show. Because he's a G. Um, and uh, you'd like to be friends of the show? Write us, please. Now, do, Steve, I'm do sorry. You, Go um, right ahead. Do you, you have to leave, you have a hard out at 2 or 2.15? Uh, I think I can rock 2.30. All right, so here's what we're going to do. I'm going to do it, I'll make it real quick. Johnny Bucks, I think we said something about Thor Ragnarok, how I was pumped about it. Dude, I'm about to break your heart. I've watched two episodes of Stranger Things. It's okay. It's okay. Now, Dan has a different plot. Tell her what you think. You've watched a few episodes too. So far, what is your take? Well, I had to watch Stranger Things too. I had to at least yes. have something to, to say about it. You gave me Plus, homework. Plus, <laughs> I've been waiting a long time for this yes. show, man. Um, I love Stranger Things. 
And I am now on episode four. No, excuse me. Episode five. Mm-hmm. So I can kind of see what you're talking about in uh, episodes one and two. Um, it did take a little bit longer to get going. I think that the initial, like, you know, it's back. And you're so used to, um, like, let me try to give like a good example. Anytime you have like an awesome movie or a show and they put out a sequel, it's already got that to work against. You're already comparing it to that there. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, that said, as the series is going on, I'm actually really starting to like it. I, I okay. liked it. I liked everyone that I've seen so far. Okay. But I think that it's going, it's darker mm-hmm. for sure. It's darker. Yes. And uh, maybe even a little bit scarier, quote unquote scarier. I, I like where we're going here. I think there's only, what is there? Eight episodes in this one as well. I'm not sure. Pretty sure there's something like that. But okay. um, so far, I think we're going in the right direction. Mm-hmm. I have not ready to make my final call on it as far as if I think it's better or not. But I'm enjoying it. And I'll say that. That's fair. Um, my, yeah. Mind you, I think you kind of screwed the pooch for me regarding Stranger Things because you told me to watch something. And mind you, th- only because we're on our arrest this week, we're not going to be able to do a bunch of what we've been watching, what we've been reading. But next week, we will make up for it. We promise. Um, you have me on Mindhunters. Mindhunter. You know, this is right up my alley, G. I told you. I mean, I I think this is going to be the thing for me, unfortunately, for this this time. So a lot of other shows that I watch just aren't quite rocking on that level. Oh, I understand. You took a lot of information in at once, and that's the one that's sticking out the most. Like, you're comparing apples to oranges, but only because that's what you've had to compare this week. Exactly. And I did like, um, like, you you asked me to watch an episode of Ghosted. I like Ghosted because... Um, only and, because, like ghosted, and it didn't get me until the very, very end. There was something that happened at the very end of the first episode that he sees on a screen that was like, oh, oh snap. Yeah. Oh, this just took an interesting <laughs> And he was like, I was like, oh, I'm watching another episode. But that's, that's and I like, I can watch Adam Scott and Craig Robinson do, do whatever they do. But again, going back to uh, Stranger Things, um, Strange Things 2, the second season. I think that, and I'm sorry that I'm talking so fast, but I know that we're in a rush, everybody. Uh, you can slow it down, brother. It's okay. Hold on, hold on. Let's just take a breath. I know. I just know we have to go. And so, That's okay. We're okay. Here's the thing. With Stranger Things 2, um, a lot of times when you catch lightning in a bottle, you have to, I think it, it, it's incumbent upon the reader or the listener or the um however you purvey your your information to understand that lightning in a bottle doesn't strike a bunch of times. Not everyone's a Stephen King where he somehow puts lightning in a bottle and duplicates it in their, in his book, in his writing over and over and over and over again. Most of the time that lightning in a bottle strikes once they were in a perfect time at a perfect point where people wanted nostalgia. And as soon as they saw the, the um, stranger things credit, it hit something with them, and so did the rest of the the um, show. Now, when we uh, when, when we see it, it now it the movie actually did what they do regarding dialogue between kid characters, and they did it better. And they now you have they did it perfectly. So now you have a brand new paradigm to work in. That's hard for Stranger Things too, in my opinion. That's what takes it out. There was no kids doing this sort of. Uh, uh, you know, hitting on nostalgia, how we talk to our friends thing that they had to compare it to. Now you have those things. And so it's a bit hard to capture that lightning in a bottle again. But it was cool seeing all the original characters again. You know, that was really nifty. But I just think that I will watch it as a decent show. 
and I'm not going to watch it as I'm not going to watch it expecting the lightning again. That's really well put how you put that lightning in a bottle. Um, I totally get what you're saying. And actually, I wasn't really quite prepared to talk about Stranger Things, too. I was kind of hoping that we could really focus on that next week after a, a good binge. Yeah, yeah. Um, Going to have some time on, you know, some downtime. So I'll be able to actually focus on these things a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wasn't really prepared to give like my full statement on that there. But I think what you're saying hits the nail right on the head. Um, that's kind of what I was trying to say. It's like you, again, you know, you have this awesome whatever it is, this awesome movie or series. And now you have to compare that to the original. And I didn't even take into consideration that, yes, you're right. They put, they inserted, well, they didn't, but it was inserted in between those two. So now you've got something, like you said, that stepped up a little bit as far as the dialogue goes. And now you're trying to just capture that and make it all seem, uh, so what I'm looking for, seamless, I guess you could say. That's like yes. it's all the same. Yes. And um, so I do get what you're saying there. I respect that actually, but I'm just not prepared to give my full rating review on this. Totally. One I think that I think that the way that it's going, from what I've seen, they could still pull it off. Yeah, I I'll mean, they could, and it's it's tough because I mean, they admitted they borrowed a lot from Stephen King, and then someone makes a Stephen King movie that actually uses his sort of dialogue. That was actually, and for me, a lot of people they didn't find it spooky. I found it freaking spooky to me it was spooky the movie Uh, there were very spooky parts like when he a lot of people make fun of that little dance he does at the end that creeped me to hell out when his face was in one spot and he was doing that weird dance i'm like that is a freaking disturbing visual where everything was shaking around him i was like this is weird man here's the thing for um look i get people aren't gonna like it just like a lot of people love stranger things it, for me, took what Stranger Things was trying to do and did successfully, oddly enough. But they were doing, they admitted they were doing a Stephen King thing. Even Stephen King said, oh, great, we, I, he, he loved it. But there's only one person that could do Stephen King better than Stephen King, and that's Stephen King. So when you see Stephen King dialogue on stream, yeah, it's going to be better. And they picked the perfect kids to do it. And I think it was scary. And for me, I'm what I think if by the time I'm done with Stranger Things to the second season, I'm probably going to really, really like it. I just I think people went into you. I mean, you saw it's it's kind of their fault. You saw the run up, how much they were pushing Stranger Things. I mean, they must be diving in money because like a guy named Jensen Carp on, on Twitter, he said Netflix is swimming in money. And he put a he put a. Um, a uh, uh, example of that is they got Thriller for one of their commercials. Thriller. Do you know how much money for Stranger Things 2 to be able to use Thriller? They must have spent some crazy money. Dude, I even just by Mike, if you're just going to use Michael. But if you're just using Michael Jackson alone, yeah, I see what you're saying. In, just to be able to be like, let's use that for a commercial. So they were putting out this stuff. And I think the smarter thing would have... Now, mind you, I'm not in the entertainment business, kind of, in a way, kind of, because our freaking podcast is amazingly entertaining. But um, (laughs) I would have just said, let's just drop it silently. Just out of nowhere, Stranger Things second season. Then people are like, oh, snap. And then they're watching it. They souped me up. We saw... I saw nothing but stuff for Stranger Things, too. That's a great point, man. I mean, they did that. Hype can ruin things. Oh, dude. Really? I mean, it could it can bury some things. If you're really, really built up for something like that, and then they just smash it into the ground. Not that they did that with Stranger Things, 
But you better come correct if you're hyping something Dude. the way that they've been hyping this. And they might. I'm going to watch the whole season, which is why if someone would have told me, oh, Mindhunter is the best thing I've ever seen in my life, maybe I wouldn't be liking it as much right now. But right now, you just said, it's really good. I watched it. I'm like, oh, it's better than really good. Like, it, it hit above really good for me, only because I like that thing. That thing they're doing. I knew that was going to be right up your alley. Oh, man. dude. And I don't like Fincher. I'm not a Fincher person. Because I think Fincher can get so weird that it's just like, but who cares? You don't really need a plot. Some things can just be weird. But for this, every episode doesn't necessarily need a plot. It's learning different things. So, yes, in my opinion, in my opinion, I think, uh, you know, the, the ramp up really messed up Stranger Things, too. Not messed up, but just I think it took a notch that could have been an 11 and took it down to an eight for me. Well, I'd like to, I'm curious to see what you're going to say afterwards, after yes. you've watched the whole thing. Totally. Well, I guess that leads us to the next segment, Steve. Um, it's safe to say that we covered quite a bit, I think, this week. I mean, uh, with the exception of my my Captain Marvel flub, I think that we did a pretty good job. What <laughs> yeah, would you say, right? I would agree. Yeah, I don't know. I would agree. I don't know where the hell that came from, folks. I'm sorry <laughs> about that. What do you say? Don't, don't drop us just yet. Keep subscribing. Keep subscribing. Um, yeah, but so every week, ladies and gents, we're going to be doing something where after we do our little what we've been into, our little pop culture news you know, segment, we're going to go into the next thing where the Heroes of Noise break down one particular subject and it can be serious it can be you know comedic it can be whatever we want it to be i thought we would be seasonal this time around and steve agreed with me here we're going to talk a little bit since it's we're going to make this our halloween special which i steve like to call you ready for this hit it this episode i'm just i decided that i'm going to call it the geek out freak out halloween so special good. what do you think about so that good. you like it yes. yeah because we, we we just geeked out so right so good so now it's time to talk about some freakouts, man. I'm hoping that you got some stories for me. I've got a few things for you. Um, tis the season of Halloween, yeah. ladies and gents. And, you know, sometimes scary things occur. This is the time that people focus on these kind of things. Um, I'm not really going anywhere other than just talking about things that, I, that, we've, that I've found freaky in my life. Things that have freaked me out that I can't explain. Um, things that I find scary. I don't know. Maybe uh, scary movies. Some of my favorite scary movies, Steve. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, down, you, you down for Let's this conversation? Let's do this, man. What do you say? All right. So, happy Halloween, everyone. I'm hoping to put this out on Halloween. Let's see how that goes. If not, happy November 1st. But let's talk about Halloween. Are you... Okay, Steve, let's let's just start off by... I'm going to ask you a question. Yes. Do you scare, do you scare easily? Are you one that's... Um, do you believe in anything that has to do with the supernatural? No. Or just... No. Nothing like that no, at all? I don't... I believe in science. I don't believe... I believe in science. <laughs> I don't believe in any of the... Um, supernatural ghosts spirits none of that stuff okay all right well i actually do not either um i really don't like if you had to ask me to make a one decision like just like what i asked you right now mm-hmm. i think i would probably have to tell you no if you're just making me you know lock down on an answer yes. i'm gonna say no i don't believe in the supernatural yes that said there are things in the world that can't be explained hmm. and that's an interesting like to- this just took an interesting turn yeah, there's just things that can't be explained, <laughs> you know. I never heard you say this before. Yeah, so huh. I've you know I've got a I've got a couple of little things that have happened or occurred in either my life or in someone close to me's life huh. that were crazy enough to make them stick out. Okay. And I and I thought you know I'm gonna save these for one day I'm gonna have a podcast and have need some shit to talk about. <laughs> I can't wait on a, to on a this. Sunday afternoon. Yes. So uh, so before I go down my road, I, I I find it highly impossible. I know you're a logical guy. Mm-hmm. And I know that you will, and I know, and this isn't a knock to you by any means, but I know that you are quick to be like, nope, 
and just stonewall it out. Nope. Yeah. And be done with it. Is that, that's a pretty safe assumption, right? Uh, it, yes. <laughs> and certain things. Yes. Certain things. Yes. More so movies and things like oh, that. But yeah. I think in this case, yeah, but no. So I'm going to ask you first, and mm-hmm. I'm really hoping you don't disappoint me here. Yes. Okay, I need you to really dive into the, the dive into your memory banks. Okay. And it doesn't have to be supernatural, so mm-hmm. don't fixate, okay? Yes. Has there ever been anything that occurred in your life that either A, scared, just completely scared the hell out of you to the point where you remember it now? Mm-hmm. It could be anything. Or that you just simply cannot explain. All right. I do have a story for you. Um, All right, that's what I'm talking about, brother. One day, me and um, uh, uh, the biological long story, we're driving, we're driving down, <laughs> we're driving down uh, Bakersfield, a uh, Bakersfield Road in the middle of nowhere, and uh, okay. we were driving, and we saw that people were stopped by a train track. This is so weird. The weirder, the more I go into the story, even though it's only two seconds in, it is a strange thing. Uh, I love it. Everybody stopped by this train track. And we're like, what's going on here? And so we stop by this train track and everybody's looking up. So we stop and we get out and we look up. And it's a sequence of lights that are pretty much a straight line of lights sequentially ordered. One, two, three, four. But then they'd go and then it'd stop, rearrange the lights in a different way, then keep going. First, it was just a straight line and it would go. And that was, it was, it was going, all of a sudden the lights would rearrange perfectly, stop on a dime and then keep on moving. Then Ooh, this is going to be good. Then stop, rearrange in a different thing. And we were all looking at each other like, okay, we're all look, we're all seeing this, right? And we're all looking up like, what the crap? And it just keeps on going, keeps on going and just disappears into the distance. And when something crazy like that happens, you all become friends. We're all oh, yeah. wondering what the hell was that? And obviously, I remember the grown men saying, oh, it was probably a fill in the blank. Why? Because your brain has to quickly say, that didn't happen. It, it was must a balloon. Bingo. Your brain now has to make sense of what you just saw because everything that it's ever experienced does not line up with what you just saw. So your brain is saying, nope, it must be this thing because otherwise... There is something unexplainable and your brain does not like that. It has to be explained. Or you can just pick up religion and say, let me just put this into that box of things I don't have to explain. Perfect. It was just a religious thing. But this was a situation of the whole ride home. You're now wondering, what the crap was that? Hmm. And to this day, I do not know um what that was i mean it 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 um it baffles me to this day i mean what in the world was were we looking up at and more importantly what was looking down at us you said this was in bakersfield right bakersfield california oh, i don't want to interrupt you so please but when you're done i think i got chills let's just say that really Yes. And it was it, uh, it, it, it was the wildest thing I've I mean again to this day um when people are like uh you know when people look at other people crazy saying they saw whatever they saw I'm like it's not crazy. It's not crazy to me. I don't know what it is just like uh Neil deGrasse Tyson said 
He's like, what we got to understand is UFO is an unidentified flying object. So when someone's like, oh, I saw an alien UFO, they're like, right off the bat, you can't say that because it was unidentified. So you don't know what it is. However, it was unidentified. And so that by itself should be like, huh, what the heck was that? But I had never, the, it was so perfect. I had never seen something fly so perfectly with lights. And they're like, oh, it could have been a bunch of different planes. I'm like, no. No plane stops on a dime next to wherever it's moving. You can't go forward and perfectly realign itself while going forward and then stop and keep on going forward. So I don't know what I saw. The that lights, huh? The lights that you're speaking of, yeah. the lights that you're speaking of, were they, um, if you can just briefly describe, were they like orbs? Were they, did they look like they were all connected to one thing? It looked like it could have been, if someone was like, there was a thing without lights that were tethering them together. That would make okay, sense okay. because they were perfect. Dude, I'm going to send you a video after this. Yes, <laughs> please do. Okay, all right. I, it was insanity. And um, I know that I guarantee there are people around the world or uh, uh, people around the state or wherever that left that day and remember that night in Bakersfield for sure. Check this out. Yes. Uh, I believe it was... March of 2015. Oh, snap. Yeah, March of 2015. Now, I'm going to start off by saying that I've never seen anything like this since. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, that's not true. Uh, YouTube's actually kind of full of this, which freaks me out even more. Um, but the fact that you mentioned Bakersfield, I was driving on the way to, me and my friend Mike were actually going to WonderCon in Anaheim. Yeah. So I was on, I was on the, I guess it's the five passing by Los Angeles or whatever that freeway is that's right by Los Angeles right there. Yeah. And um, so we're driving and we're just having a conversation. It's like probably, I don't know, eight o'clock at night. It's dark. And um, I just, you know, he's talking and I rarely get, I'm always driving. So this was the one of those rare chances that I could actually sit and look and watch the scenery and not have to be focused on the traffic so much. And um, so mid sentence, I don't remember what I was talking about. Mid sentence, I look over to my right, Steve. And I see a series of lights. Holy crap. That are kind of from what you're saying and what I'm picturing, pretty much identical to what you're talking about. Holy um, crap. They, the way that these worked was that I saw like three of them and it looked like, it's almost like if you're looking at like a football stadium and you see the lights that are, you know, above the stadium. That's what, yep. Yep. Okay. Okay. But, but these lights, that's what I thought I was looking at at first. And I went, okay, well, but why are they keep like, they were like a snake. They were like, like a squiggly line, mm -hmm. a straight line that was somewhat squiggly, if yeah. that makes any sense. Okay. Um, and I saw like, I don't know, maybe five or six of them. And then suddenly I saw seven and then a little <laughs> bit further distance, eight yeah, and then nine and so on. And I ended up getting to 12. Dang. And this, the reason that I was able to count like this is because, you know, the LA freeway sucks sometimes. So we actually had some time to like, you know, be somewhat stopped or at least slow rolling. And I'm like, Mike, check this out, check this out. And we wanted to pull over so badly, but we just couldn't. It just, you just, yes. it was impossible on the, on the freeway like that. But he had to end up turning his attention back to driving. So honestly, I'm willing to bet that if I brought this up to Mike right now, he probably wouldn't remember it because to me it was the, like, it was the freakiest thing what the hell was I looking at? And like you're saying, they were they were kind of like, well, in my uh, situation, they were sort of very slowly um, lowering and rising, uh, not in any particular order. They never left 
the area of space that they were in outside of going low, yes. lower and higher, exactly. lower and higher, yeah. but they didn't go anywhere. And I'm like, dude, those are fucking UFOs right there. I said, I have no other, ex- I have nothing to compare this to. Exactly. I think I'm actually for the first time in my life seeing a UFO, something I would call a UFO. Dude. It freaked me out, dude. I have like chills on my arms right now dude. because it was just so crazy. I can't explain it. But here's the crazier part is that I, I it stuck in my head, obviously. When we got to the hotel in Anaheim, I uh, pulled it up on YouTube. I'm like, lights in the sky, Los Angeles. Seeing if someone else had like filmed this, right? And they had. But here's the deal, dude. It wasn't from that night. There was a note. There was something I remember seeing on like, I think it was like Yahoo. And it, it did say that some lights were seen over the Los Angeles area. But going on to YouTube, dude, those lights that you're talking about, there, there's tons of videos on this here and everyone's like what the hell is that no one knows what this is dude it's that that's what i'm like for me i i came to a point i'm gonna put a link you gotta text me text me the link and also uh we might want to tweet it out because i'm gonna put it into the show yeah there we go because i still to this day i don't understand and that's why it's so interesting like right when you said uh do you have any uh stories and I was like, oh, I don't have any ghost stories. And you're like, of unexplained. And immediately my brain was like, yes, you do. Yes, you do. And I'm like, oh, yeah. snap. It had to go back into that barrel of we have to go back there. Got to take it out, brother. I'm hoping that actually I hope no one can shed light on this here. Like I'm, I'm hoping that it really was something that was like quote unquote supernatural or extraterrestrial. You know what I mean? Because it, I'm going to be disappointed if it's like, oh, no, what that is is every March you know, every March yeah. they they string these lights up so they can blah blah blah. Yeah, blah, yeah, yeah. Do yeah. Their work in the streets. I'm really hoping it's not that. And I know for a fact that it wasn't that, dude. There's no way that the lights were moving that way. That there wouldn't be a need for them to go up and down. Like it was. That. You know stri- what I'm oh, totally, dude. That. Totally- so I'm gonna I'm gonna find the best video representation I can find, and I will put that into the notes so people can see what I was referring to. And hopefully, it's the same thing you were referring to. Oh, totally. That's crazy. Now, that's very crazy. I have a question for you, Dan. What's up? Do you have? any ghost stories. (laughs) Okay. Well, I'm going to, okay. First of all, let me say regarding the lights, I am not objective to the idea that extraterrestrial life exists. I think that it would be very ignorant on my part to say, Oh no, because I don't know. Mm -hmm. I can't even get out of Fresno. You know what I mean? So, so what the hell am I going to say about the rest of the universe? Oh, totally, dude. that one there, I'm pretty convinced was, like if I had to put some money on it and I was guaranteed an answer, I would bet that those were extraterrestrial life. That was an extraterrestrial. I will say that. And now that scares um, me only because I just watched a movie called Life and it makes me never want to interact with extraterrestrials again. Oh, Life. Don't get me started on Life, Holy dude. That was a... crap, dude. That little scary thing chasing after me would not Holy be Holy crap. That movie didn't get a lot of good reviews, but I kind of liked it. I, I love when it was when that starfish thing was flapping around chasing dude. I'm like, so that is pretty much the scariest thing I've seen. And how it could just crush. Oh, hell. Heck no. I'm good. I'm good. I've got three stories I'm going to try and hit me with like it. condense. Okay. All right. Let me see. Do I want to go chronologically? I think I'm going to go chronologically. Oh, wait. Before you start on that, mm-hmm. Dan. Do you believe? Oh, thank you. You got me back on track. Do you believe, even though you kind of your brain doesn't, do you think, okay, let me put it a better way. If you saw a ghost, would it be like that surprising? Or would you say, 
you know what? It figures. Which side do you rest on? Well, I would say that after I got really far away from it, I would stop and think. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, when you ran. Would you say, oh, that um, figures? You know, man, I'm going to say this. On the surface, if you were to ask me that question in the the short answer, I'm going to say, no, I don't believe in ghosts. Okay? Okay. But I will say that I do, again, believe in things that just can't be explained. And I can, one of the stories that I'm going to tell involves my dad. Okay. Who did not believe in ghosts whatsoever. Yes. Ever. From like what you talked people. about he, with him, he's a very rational, a very rational <laughs> man. I don't know if I go that far, but I will tell you, because he was crazy. I loved my, I loved my dad. Rest in peace. But he, uh, he, was, he was a character. But the one thing he, he, you know, it's weird. You know, when you're like, my dad passed away. And you start thinking about the things that he's done throughout life, you know, and it makes me wonder, was that a front? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah. like, did he just give, because as a father, as a father, I'm going to give a certain reflection of myself totally. to my children that I want them to see. Totally. They know, they know Dan, but they don't know everything. Heck no. You know what I'm saying? Heck so, no. you know, looking back on that in hindsight, maybe he did, but he always like mocked it and, te- you know, kind of, te- he was a teaser. He liked to poke. Yes. Fun it, yes. You know what I mean, and so he, so I would assume by that behavior that no, he did not believe in ghosts. Okay. Yes. So I wasn't going to go with that one first, but I might as well go with that one first. So I have a cousin named Jim that lived in Oakland. He still lives in Oakland, but at the time he was living in the Oakland Hills. And this was the only reason it was in the nineties. And the reason that I remember that I was married or at least I was with my wife. And I remember we went out of town to visit him. And I remember the, the movie Spice World was on and his daughter was watching Spice oh, wow, World. So, yeah. so it's in that it's time in frame, that, whatever okay, that is cool, right there. Perfect. Yeah. So, okay. So we're there and uh, this house, we roll up to this house in the Oakland Hill and this house is dope. I want to say it was three stories. Maybe it was two, but it looked like it could have been a three story. I mean, just beautiful, big house mm-hmm. in look like something out of Beverly Hills or something like that. You know what I mean? Yes. And we go into this house and uh, it's looking around. It's very nice. There's nothing unusual about it. It's just huge. He takes us out to the backyard. Oh, by the way, he tells us, he goes, um, my dad was like, so, you know, how did you end up in this house? He's like, well, I'm watching it for this family. And he was paying like the insane price for rent a month of, I think it was like $650. Okay. $650 for that house in the Oakland Hills for any house in the Oakland Hills is crazy. Right. That's insane. So we were like, what? How? And he's like, oh, well, you know, and he's like rolling his eyes about it. And he was like, yeah, there's a ghost here. Well, what? Get the fuck out of here. A ghost. He's like, no, yeah. The family told me there's like, it's, it's basically this, this, um, this old woman's house and I'm watching it for her family. I wish I had more details about this, but I, I don't often see my cousin to kind of like go back and get the story. Yeah. But, uh, so anyway, so I'm, I'm trying to give this to the best of my recollection. And Gail would vouch for me on this here. She's heard this story a million times and she's the same way. She doesn't really, well, I think she does believe in ghosts, but she would vouch for me. She knows exactly what I'm talking about. She knows that I'm being factual about this to the best of my knowledge. Um, so we're like, well, so that's the way like, yeah, there's a, there's a ghost here, you know? So they give me like cheap rent. And basically I just got to like watch the house and, you know, take care of it. He's a, a, a drug rep in Oakland. So it was all kind of close to where he needed to be. So it all worked out for him. You know, I watched the house and I'm not tripping on ghosts. It's no big deal. You know, it's it's supposed to be the ghost of this, this older woman. And the only stipulation that I have is not to, um, disturb her room. You could pretty much walk throughout the house, but don't disturb her room. You know, just, they like it left that way. They don't want us getting in there and rearranging things. That was their request. Okay. 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 All right. Whatever. Cool. So we, we go 
throughout the day. Oh, and the other thing is he had this. He takes us out back because he was doing a barbecue for us. And it had a fucking rose garden maze. What? That's just cre- this that is, is creepy, creepy right? by itself. It was a rose garden maze. That's creepy like, by itself. Not a big itself. one. Not a big one, but enough to go like, you know, one turn, two turn, three turn, four turn kind of a thing. Like it was a maze for the sake of this conversation. But it was creepy looking. It sort of reminded me of the, what's the name of that hotel in The Shining? It was like that. Um, so we, we go about, we have dinner, we have drinks, we sit down and we, we uh, eventually crash out. And Gail and I took the front room. It was this hardwooded area. There was a piano in there, like a grand piano and stuff. And we, we slept in that room. I had a great night of sleep. Woke up in the morning. Everything was good to go. We get back on the road and we're driving again because we were spending the weekend in the Bay Area. So my mom starts telling me about how she kept smelling like old ladies perfume. She, I think she said like it was like a Chanel number no. five type of a smell. Mm-hmm. And she, she just kept smelling that throughout the night. And that was really all it. She's like, yeah, I smelled this. She thought it was probably the ghost or something like that, you know? Yeah, whatever. And that was that. So my dad, for business purposes, kept going back up there because he had some business in the Bay Area. So he would go and he'd stay and visit my cousin and everything it was my mom's cousin. And they were all really close. So one weekend, Gail and I are watching. I was living with my parents at the time. We we're watching the house there. Or I guess I was just living, actually. And um, my parents were in Oakland. So Gail and I just have a normal evening. And about 2.30 in the morning my parents walk through the door. We're like, what the hell? We jump up real quick because no one was supposed to be there. You know what I mean? Like no one was supposed to be walking through the door. Yeah. And it was my parents. White as ghosts. Just freaking white as ghosts. Freaked the hell out. What happened was my dad went up there to visit. Again, remember, this man did not believe in ghosts. Totally. Uh, He he went up to visit Mm -hmm. with my mom. Yeah. And they got into the conversation about the ghost again. And uh, I think they did anyway. Maybe I just made that part up. But the whole thing was, is that my dad being the Joker guy that he was, I think my cousin told him, like, remember, don't don't open the door or something like that. So, of course, my dad opens the door and did like, you know, make it made some weird ghost sound and closed the door. Or maybe he said something like, hey, I'm opening your door. And then he closed it, you know, like mocking. Yes. And uh, so that night they had gone to sleep and my dad woke up. Now, you know, they talk about like sleep paralysis and things like that. So I'm willing to take this into account. Okay. For the sake of this, I'm willing to take that into account. But what happened, my dad's experience was he woke up in the middle of the night and he could not move his legs. He could move his upper body, but he couldn't move his legs. Like, like it felt like something was holding his legs down. Okay. Okay. This is what he tells me. Um, And it freaked him out, obviously, you know, and then so he was about to like start talking to my mom like, hey, you know, what's up? And he felt like a hand press on his chest something press on his chest to where he was like <gasps> like he couldn't breathe yes do you know what i'm saying yeah so he was like trying to talk and he was like he couldn't get his air out so my mom at this point wakes up and she's like what is going on he's like <sighs> like he couldn't talk you know he's just petrified and he finally tried to get out something like the lady or he said something to that effect like trying to tell her like i think i just pissed this ghost off and at that time he heard like a like crazy thing in his ear and Maybe this just sounds completely hokey, but you just have to know my dad and know that like, he wouldn't do this. It was enough to convince him to jump out of bed. He finally got his ass out of bed. My mom and them, they didn't put on like, they stayed in their pajamas. They threw their shit in a bag and they bounced out of the house. What? And they drove back to Fresno, even though they had work to do the next day in Oakland. Drove back to Fresno. They were so freaked out. I guess they got themselves so freaked out. They went towards San Francisco and they're like, oh shit, we're in San Francisco. And they ended up turning back around and like, but they drove home. So Gail and I woke up to my parents coming in white as ghosts telling us this story. 
Oh this, my goodness. This, my dad never went back to that. Actually, did he go back to the house? I think he went back like one time because he had to. But he always made it a point he would never talk about ghosts again. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to tease him. He'd be like, hey, dad, what's up? How's the ghost from the coast? And like my cousin would call him up and be like, this is the ghost from the coast. And he would be like, you know how like little kids are like, stop it. Yes. Like my dad would get like that. Like, stop that shit. I don't want to hear that. He refused to talk about it wow. to the day he died. And all I had to do was start talking about the ghost from the coast. And my dad's whole demeanor would change. And he wasn't having it. He just, so whatever happened to my father that night, he could not explain. That is incredible. My mom to this day cannot explain it. And like it changed my dad as a person. He was still the same dad that I knew, except that he wouldn't watch scary movies anymore. Holy crap. So whatever it was really freaked him the fuck out. Now, you know, you years later, they I really wish I could find the name of it. But there's some documentary about like sleep paralysis. It's supposed to be kind of it's scary. Like, yeah, it's like, I would like dead sleep or I yeah, saw something that. like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would like to watch that. You know what I mean? Oh, man, we're running out of time. But um, I would like to watch that. But uh, maybe that had something to do with it. But. Again, could never be explained. Can I tell you another story? Please. Now, this one is the only one that I could. Well, there's two for my. They're my personal experiences. Oh, snap. All right. Again, I'm going to tell you straight up. I don't think I believe in ghosts. Okay. I'm going to have to be. I'm going to have to be convinced. You're open, but you don't know. I'm open. Okay. I'm open to this. Yeah. To, you know, exploring that option. Okay. So this was in the eighth grade and we were over at my friend's house and he had like this, we were all having like, it was the guys were having like a sleepover. It was like a birthday or something like that, a party for eighth graders. And they had this one room that, uh, if anyone happens to hear this, that knows me, it was Shane's game room. Okay. So my friend Shane, we're not really friends anymore, but, um, he had this game room and that's where we all would hang out for the longest time. So that night, you know, we were all hanging out and someone busts out like a Ouija board. Okay. And now I was always as a, now as a kid, uh-huh. as a kid, I, I wasn't necessarily like, I don't believe in ghosts. Yeah. I was a little, I was kind of like a, I was a skittish kid. Yes. I scared, I startled easily. Uh-huh. I scared easily, you know? So it was like way out of my comfort zone to play along with this game in the first place. Um, we started playing Ouija. You know how that is if you've ever played it, but you're always convinced someone's moving the thing, right? Of course. And it was like, talk. I don't even remember what it was saying, for the, but we were we were making it talk and everything. And then we finally like, all right, we're enough. And we, we put the thing away. So, but what I'm getting at is that we came to the conclusion in our eighth grade minds that we had made contact with some kind of entity. Okay. Okay. And after that, we put the thing down and we moved on to whatever else we were doing. So about 30 minutes later, we're sitting in this game room and we were, that's like, that was like the hub. We watched TV in there. We watched movies, games, all that crap. And uh, we're watching television and in his room, in the center of the room, there was this giant chandelier. Mm-hmm. And then underneath it was like a coffee table where we would play cards and everything like that. Mm-hmm. The So we're sitting there and just nothing, no earthquake, nothing. And I've been to this house. Like I would, li- I basically lived there. I was there every day. All of a sudden the chandelier just smashes down and like no one got hurt but it's sm- we were all around it it smashed down and it landed on the table and completely just and just smashed and we were like oh that's pretty crazy but you know and i think someone mentioned something about the ouija board but we were like that's crazy and we just figured okay dad you know had his dad come and they cleaned up all the glass and everything and then we just kept going on this whole process took probably 10 15 minutes we're uh, back to watching TV, but we're still kind of talking about the the chandelier and not five minutes into that, bro. Do you remember before they were using um, remote controls mostly for garage doors? They had those giant springs. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm talking about? There's the springs probably like three feet long. It stretches out, you know, but that's how that's what kept the door open and closed. Okay. 
there was no reason for this thing because it had to put it there's like two hooks that you know one hook to the top and one hook to the bottom and you would really have to move these things to get them to do anything outside of what their their actual function is so not five minutes later we hear plang and and um we're like what the hell is that we go to the garage and one of those springs had like flown across the room Word? it completely let it completely let so not only did it disconnect from the bottom hook it could disconnected from the top hook i understand what i'm saying folks i'm just telling you this is what happened and it flew across the room like you know like i'm not saying it flew like and levitated i'm saying it became dislodged and the spring the springiness of it you know shot it across the room hit the hit uh, my friend's dad's car and now we're kind of freaking out a little bit you know what i mean yeah um so after that, we were like, okay, no one really wanted to go outside anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because we, we were a little freaked Holy out. Crap. So we were just like, well, we're just we're just gonna hang, we're just gonna hang in the house. And we were started watching. I remember, I remember it was Ray Bradbury Theater, which didn't help much. That doesn't help at all. Scary brother. show on HBO. Like a half an hour into this show, slam! We're like, what the hell is this? We're all freaked out at this point. We walk out to his backyard. And like a whole section of his fence just fell. That is insane. I don't know. So, you know, I don't know, man. Coincidences happen. But to activate the Ouija board, to have a chandelier fall for it. And then, by the way, nothing ever happened after that. That was like that. Really? I even asked him years later. Nothing ever happened. He remembered. So he remembers that. Nothing ever happened like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I haven't talked to this guy in 10 years, but I mean, I, we, we have had conversations about that before. So you have these three sequences of events that happen where things are flying and falling and I don't know. But to this day, I cannot explain that that, that happened. That's interesting, so, bro. That's my other. That is a bit of a story you. right there, man. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think it's pretty scary. It I, is. Not, it, was, it was scary to me at the time, I should say, because it really. I think for a grown person, it still would have been I, like spooky. Yeah. I think if that happened now, I would really be freaked the hell out. Because now I've got some... <laughs> and you're more logical. You know, rational thought. Yes. I'm more logical. Thank you. That's what I was trying to say. Totally. Um, so that freaked me out. And the last one is very short. It took place over the course of about five, not even five minutes. But again, I don't know what to tell you. I used to walk home from school. I was uh, the quote unquote latchkey kid. Mm-hmm. But I was already like, I think I was in, I was probably like a freshman, sophomore in high school. And I was walking home from school. I got to my neighborhood. And as I'm walking to my house on the other side of the street, I see this lady walking, not towards me, but on the other side, walking the opposite direction on the other side of the street. Okay. She was an older lady. She had short hair. She was wearing a, uh, like a, you know, like a regular old pullover sweatshirt. Yes. You know, she just looked like an old lady. Yeah. Like an older lady. Totally. I was walking her dog or whatever. Yeah. But there was no dog. She was just walking. Mm-hmm. So as I walked to my house, she like stopped. And she like kind of turned. So now I can tell that she's looking at me. She's watching me as I'm walking. And um, now keep in mind, I lived in this neighborhood forever. I knew all my neighbors. Yeah. This lady was not from my neighborhood or at least not from my immediate neighborhood. Um, she's watching me and she just goes, hi. And I was like, hello. And I went up to my house and I could see her because I'm now I'm watching her out of my peripheral because the way she said hi to me. Yeah. And she, she just, she's like following me with her body. Like she's, she's turning her body to watch me as I walk to my house, which I'm freaking out. Like, who is this lady? Is she going to come up and knock on my door or something like that? 
And I kind of, you know how like when you know someone's watching you or walking behind you, you'll, you'll turn yes. just to acknowledge, hey, I see you. Totally. So that's what I did. I, I acknowledged her and I turned and she was just like dead at a dead stop staring at me. And I'm thinking, okay, well, maybe she's just like an elderly woman. And that's just, you know how they do that. They stare sometimes. Totally. Um, so I'm opening up my door and I hear, hi. And I look over and she's still like staring at me. And I'm like, hi. And hmm. I'm like trying to get the door open, right? Yeah. So I open up the bottom lock. I go to the deadbolt. And this is all in a matter of like, say, 10 seconds. Mm-hmm. Open up the lock and I turn to see her one more time. She's freaking gone. She's nowhere to be seen. I'm like, what the oh, hell? Word? And you got to understand that it happened so quickly that there's no way she could have just like bolted. She couldn't have walked into a house. I knew all of these people. And I walk out and I'm like, and I, dude, yeah, I swear to you. And I go to the street. I got no reason to lie about this. Yeah. This is what happened. I'm not saying it was a ghost. No. I'm just saying yes. I can't explain it. Yes. I, I remember walking across the street and like looking because there was like you know how like houses were sometimes partitioned by bushes and whatnot mm-hmm. so i'm like looking behind the shrub i'm looking i nothing i knocked on my neighbor's door are you is there like no no one there i knew the other lady she was like a hermit she wouldn't let anyone in and all the other people i just knew that this lady wasn't from around there wow. vanished gone nothing and i've never seen that when i never saw her again and i watched believe me i watched through the neighborhood Holy if anyone was walking down the street crap so I heard someone tell me hi like twice in this really kind of a weird elderly voice. And then she was just gone. Dude, so that is call that ghostly. Uh, call it whatever. Those were the three things in my life that I can't answer. All right. I have here's, no answer. Here's for. the thing. All right. And then we're going to do closing. This is a three minute story. It's something you don't probably know about me. And I just we got some time, baby. We got I some just time. remembered you can slow down a little bit. I just remembered. So as you probably know, I went to a private boarding school. I did. Um, and well, your sister was on the rainforest. Exactly. And so at this private... Stephen, Stephen. <laughs> come on, sorry, please. Sorry, Never. Sorry. I know. But um, there's a... At this private boarding school, it was actually an old army barracks. And they used oh, it. Shit. Yeah, they bought it from... The, uh, the army sold it to them. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, they own... The army owned the beach so that they could have um, access to it anytime there was an attack. Because if there was an attack, they'd use that beach. So... The old army barracks had an old movie theater that no one really used anymore. But we also had our own movie theater. But this one was an old one. So we were out, out up to shenanigans, me and my homeboy. Um, and we were out there chilling. And they said that this movie theater was haunted, which we thought was ridiculous. So we went to the main lobby of the movie theater. We were just making all the noise. And they're like, yeah, there ain't no ghost in here. This go, whatever. This is so silly. So we opened one of the doors and it was pitch black. And so we were just random, you know, you make noise, you roll things down the hallway and all that stuff. And so they're like, yeah, man, this, we were like, hey, this is crazy. Ain't no ghost. And so I'm like, I found a broom. Okay. Mm -hmm. I take this broom and I toss the broom into the main movie theater, into the black. And it never lands. You never hear it land? Never lands. (laughs) What did your friends do? We both looked at each other. And ran out of the movie theater because we thought what if someone was just someone. What if someone it? just caught it? That's what I'm yeah. saying. What caught our broom? Oh, dude, we. I really wish we could go down this road. <laughs> and so that's it. That is my. Um, that is my stories. <laughs> I didn't even think about that until we start talking about this. See, now your brain's gonna start working. <laughs> <laughs>
Huh, that is a weird story. But again, I prob I mean, your brain just like, you just didn't hear it land. But I'm like, it's never happened again. <laughs> I always hear things land after that. I mean, but That's pretty wild. Yeah, it's it's pretty strange, but um I'd have bolted too, because I'm more afraid of people than I am of ghosts. Oh, dude. So if there was someone standing in the dark that caught something midair and didn't do anything, I'm gone. That's a strange want to see what he does next. And that's the only thing. My my it was the only reason that we didn't, I think in our brain, we didn't think people is because it was a lockdown facility. No one could get in. The only people that were there were us and whatever else was there. That's crazy, Steve. And I don't know what to tell yeah, you about that and one. So, you know, if there's always, you know, since it's an army, army barracks and people have died, you're like, they always thought, what else, what is, what else is here? Who's here with us? But, um, that's crazy, but I know you have for your closing. Your well, no, hold on, hold oh, on, hold please, on. I want please. to do a couple, something here. Maybe we can kind of speed round it because yes. I did intend on talking this a little bit more, but unfortunately, I know I am out of time. No question. Um, let's do a kind of a speed round of like, say, your uh, the movies that have stuck out in you in oh. your head throughout life that are genuinely scary to you, or at least had an effect on you to where you remember them to this day. Okay, American World in London. Great one. What was it that got you? Was it the was it the uh, transformation scene? Yes. And thriller yeah, that sticks out. And thriller, thriller, and thriller messed me up. I here's how bad thriller was. I was a Michael Jackson fanatic. My mom has videos of me doing the impersonation. Like I was good. I was good. <laughs> and I had pictures that literally covered my walls of Michael Jackson. I saw thriller. My mom walked in and was like, "What happened in here?" I took down every picture because I thought that he would turn into a zombie on the pictures. How old were you? Uh, like nine, nine, ten. <laughs> I thought he would turn into a zombie in the pictures because there was nothing like that. No superstar turned into a monster on TV. No, I remember that, man. I remember being like, I wasn't af afraid of it. I think I was probably like in the eighth grade when that came out. Yeah. Maybe younger. Maybe I was younger. No, I think it was like six. It was a sixth grade. I remember that now. But uh, I remember going, damn, Mike, Mike looks a little scary. When yes, dude. Right there. Yeah. That junk yeah. was the I illest. Because I was not expecting that. Yes. So those two things stuck with me. Yes. How about as an adult? Um, what spooks me out? There hasn't been a thing. Again, I could watch American World of London today and it's still when it's circling them in the middle of nowhere. It skeeves me out because I'm just like, what do you do? Because I, I put myself in that situation. What do you do? You know, this yeah, is a thing that is. Bigger than both of you, and it's circling you. What do you do? You're, you're out in the open. Yes. Yet almost claustrophobic. Totally. Because no matter, even though you're in the middle of this black desert, you are you are in a tiny area because this thing is everywhere. That freaking was like, oh my God, what would I do? <laughs> That's so definitely good. one of the classic movies. Oh, I love dude. that movie so much. Oh, I can watch it every time it comes on. It's so good. I mean, every time, considering it was in the 80s and seeing that makeup every time the thing kept on coming back. Remember that old, the, the dead guy kept on coming back because he's like, you have to die so that I can move on. That's creepy, yeah. G. Unfinished business. Yes, dude. His, be his best friend or that whole thing with the, which I, you know what? It's been a while, but what was the deal with the, like the, the, Nazi-looking zombies. That do you remember that little like? Yeah, it was like a, wasn't it? Was like a side dream or something? 
Yeah, but it was just freaky that it was oh, there. Yeah. Like it didn't. It, it it could have not been there. It was and scary. It still would have been freaky. Like I went to yeah. the American Werewolf in London at Halloween Horror Nights into that house, and they had the Nazi werewolves there. That is unsettling, because they're dressed yeah. like people and they have wolf heads. But you know, it's funny. There is actually a background. Uh, you know, in Egyptian, the reason they the Egyptians, uh, the gods. You notice all their uh, many of their gods have animal features, animal heads person bodies right we have a natural affinity to not to be spooked out by that that is a scary thing to us so you either worship it or you're totally freaked out about it because it's not normal your brain cannot put those two things together and it doesn't look natural so you know whoever the fusion, the fusion of man and beast totally that, something that we've always been totally been, you know kind of fascinated so with. when you see gods with dog heads and man and people bodies human bodies it's a way of anthropomorphizing an animal we still do that to this day. I mean, we we say our dogs love us. They don't have that. We don't. They don't. We're imagining that they have the ability to love. But we've always done that. So anyway. Nah, gee, my dog loves of course me. It does, my dogs yeah. love me. Yeah. So what about you? Love what me. what movies freaked you out? I know. I know one of them. Well, okay. Check this out. When I was five, my uncles got in so much trouble for this. They were. They wanted to go see The Exorcist. Whew. And they were supposed to be watching me that day. Mm-hmm. So my grandma's like, no, you guys can't go because you got to be watching him. And uh, she took off to work or whatever she whatever she did back then because I was an oblivious five-year-old kid hanging out with my uncles. They ended up taking me to see. They were like, you want to go? I, I'm actually, I'm not even going to try and act like I knew what they said because the only thing that really stands out to me was sitting in the front row of the movie theater watching The Exorcist at age five. There was shit that I did not need to see in that movie. And it that movie freaked me out so bad that even as a as a, like up until I was about 18, mm-hmm. 18 exactly because I watched I watched your your uh, your uh, American Werewolf in London. I watched all the other ones, The Shining, whatever. Yeah. You know, I watched scary movies. Stayed the hell away from The Exorcist. It just freaked me out it's to the point where movie. like I just I couldn't watch it. Yes. Right. But I finally I finally uh, broke down because I was dating this girl. I was eighteen and. I, I had to prove to myself that I could watch this movie. I needed to be a man because uh. I felt like this was going to be, this girl might've been, this, this girl might've been the one. Yes. Turns out, turns out she was the one. It's my wife now. But Boom. Yeah. But I remember going, I'm going to watch this movie because I don't want her thinking I'm a puss. Right. And she doesn't even like scary movies. She likes them now, but she didn't like them back then. But we ended up watching The Exorcist. And it's still, as you know, a great movie, but it's not as scary anymore. You know, it wasn't. Totally. There was a lot of, a lot of the visuals that I was seeing. I couldn't that I was seen as a kid, I couldn't really put into, I couldn't process. Yes. Yes. You know, young Reagan, um, with her cross. Yes. Doing her thing, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. I just, the, the words that were, you know, your mother sucks cocks in hell, all that. I couldn't process that. As yes. A kid. Yes. So when I watched it as an adult, I'm like, Oh, okay. And this is what a well-written, what an incredible movie this is, mm-hmm. but it didn't scare me anymore. But for the longest time, like I wouldn't go anywhere near the exorcist dude. Nothing. I had nightmares about it. I used to have nightmares about, uh, when I was a kid or even like when I was, Oh, again, I told you my dad was a joker, right? Yes. So one night, my dad, cruel as he was, he wasn't cruel at all, but he had he had a little bit of a cruel sense of humor sometimes. He, he I guess he had paused. It was like the old school tape. Um, I don't even know how the hell that worked out. He knew that it was going to come on when it did, and he asked me to go and turn the volume up mm-hmm. 
Oh, I think we were watching the, I don't remember what the hell it was, but it just worked out that he knew what was going to happen. And when I went to turn the volume up, on comes Reagan's face from the exorcist when her eyes are all rolling back and everything. And it freaked me out for another of good course, five years dude. after that. My dad found it hilarious. My dad yeah. found it hilarious. And I can't even remember again what the context was of how he made that happen. Yeah. But he made it happen. And it freaked me out for a really long well, time. Well, yeah, dude. I remember um, my biological dad, one day when I was staying with him for a second, this dude, he stayed at my door. And scratched out it howling. What? Is this a stranger? No, to me. Like, I was in my bedroom. He said he was turning into a a werewolf. Oh, your dad? Yes. And he starts scratching at the door, howling and sniffing under the door. Oh, that's wild. (laughs) And we wonder why we're so protective of our children. We are so jacked. But um, I I know you're on your way out. Do you have a closing statement? I'm not done yet, though. I'm not oh, done. For, you need to go I'm because so, no, no, no. I'm worried about you because I know in the I middle, appreciate it. In the middle, you start like it really. I don't want you to be like, oh my gosh, Steve. It's two thirty. I have to go. I don't want it to be a hard out like that because I don't. And I hate, I hate, I hate that we have to that I have to be on this this time frame. I am right so now, sorry. I just don't want you have, to be jacked. No, it's all good. Okay, don't, okay, don't okay, worry. Good, I'm not going to be late. But um, no, you know what? I will make this kind of quicker though. But there is one thing as an adult oh, that has freaked me out, I, and it's not even about ghosts or anything, dude. This Uh-oh. one is just a because, like I said, I'm more afraid of people. Okay. Um, and I know you've heard this. We're gonna go. It started on Reddit. It started as a no sleep Reddit, oh. and it ended up turning into the no sleep podcast. One of their one of their uh, I think it was like a three or maybe a six part okay. podcast. Uh. Pen pal. Oh, do you remember yeah, pen pal? I do remember pen pal. Yeah. Now, dude, pen pal is that's such a great story. It's a great story. Dude. And it and the fact that it takes place with the same people, the same person over the span of his like up into his adulthood. Yes. And then I don't even want to listen, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> look into pen pal. Yes. Okay. I don't know if Steve will agree with me on this or not, but it's a awesome story. Totally wonder, wonderful. And I don't want to give you I, I don't want to give you spoiler one, but if you're into some really dark, creepy shit, I recommend you listen to the audio version, which is on the, uh, you would probably just Google um, No Sleep Podcast yes. Pen Pal. Totally. And you'll find it, guaranteed. You can look it up on YouTube. I know that. I know that they uh, were talks for a while of making this into a movie, which I absolutely cannot wait. And I think there might even be in a, some uh, low budget adaptation on YouTube. Do you recall hearing about that at all? Um, I didn't hear about it. I wouldn't be surprised. I hope they don't ruin it, though. No, that's why, and that's why I've like not wanted to watch it because I want to see this thing. I want to see them give the budget of like it to this movie, even yes. though there's no there's no supernatural things going on. Yes, but if you put the time and the money into this movie, it could be incredible. Totally. So that's all I'm going to say about that. Okay. That's for freak me out, watch, read, listen to Pen Pal, and I think you folks will agree. It, we're on to it something. It is so brilliant. good. It is so good. Yeah, it was actually I don't even know who the the author was because it was a Reddit user that was uh, the name. Oh God! Well, I know, I know. That's where they vultures? get their. I think it was a thousand vultures. It's, is what they, it's what still they where they get some of their stories from Reddit. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Because um, love, love that. So good. Love listening to No Sleep. I remember we were just talking about this. You didn't even remember that we went and saw No Sleep podcast <laughs> live. live. It was so good. Earlier this year, yep. wasn't it? Yep. God, how time flies. So yeah, good. So I love that. Um, but I just wanted to bring that up real quick. Okay. And then is there anything else on my list here of things that I... Oh, another great movie that didn't scare me at all, but I think that you should be watching it, uh, ladies and gentlemen. And I can thank Mr. Steve here. I don't know if you want to use your name anymore, your last I name. Mind, so I, yeah. we'll, we'll stop that for now. But uh, Steve turned me on to this here. 
It's not scary, but it is one of the best, if not the best, zombie movies. Oh I've ever my seen. god, yes. Train to Busan. Oh my god. It's the only zombie movie that might have you choked up. It might choke you up. That I never use this term. That movie gave me the feels, bro. Oh that my movie, god, what a movie. Was so well written, oh. so well acted. But that last scene. Oh when, my when, when, God, was she sick? Oh, walking through the tunnel. Oh my God, dude. <laughs> and I just was like, I'm, I, a, I'm, a, I'm a grown man. I am a grown man. <laughs> because it, back tears. it felt like you had gone through so, it's a two hour and some change movie. It feels mm-hmm. like you go through a thing with these people, a full thing. So you're dedicated and, and look, I mean, every single one, I'm not going to tell you who goes, who stays, but every single one of the people who, who, who passes away in this movie, it means something. They're dead. attached mean, to these people. Oh my. And one of them, I was like, no. The big guy? Yeah, can't, we can't ruin it for people. I, I just said the big guy. That's all I said. There's only one. <laughs> Edit. Um, one of him... What he does and what he tells that guy to do. Oh, my God. Oh, I know, man. Oh, no. my goodness. I, I said when that movie went off, I said, I am going to spread the word on this movie as much as I can. So, yes, please watch it. Yes. One, I would go ahead and say that it was the best zombie movie I've ever I've seen. I've never seen anything. And if we're going to put this and if we're going to put this into a horror genre. Mm-hmm. Well, it's still kind of zombie. It is definitely in my top three horror movies that I've ever seen. Yes. Train to Busan was just so well written. Yes. Um, you need to just like stop listening now, ladies and gentlemen, and just go to like iTunes. I don't think it's on Netflix. Maybe it's on Netflix. Could be on Netflix now that yes. I think about it. Train to Busan. Check this movie out. Please do. Um, you know what? Yeah. And I think I'm going to have to actually wrap it up, sir. Yes, because sir. Uh, you have any? There's this place that there's this place it's that pays work. me money to show up. Yeah, it pays, it pays me money to show All up. All right. So, give us give us you your know. your minute long. Give us a, a quick minute run. Just your closing statement. Give us something from Dan to to real quick. Listeners of the Heroes of Noise, mm-hmm. how you doing? I'm Dan Ramirez. Nice to nice to meet with you and chat with you for a bit. I want to say that. Um, I love Halloween. I love this time. And actually, I'm, I'm almost regretting recording this right now because I think that this is something that you and I could do five hours on easily. Easily. Mm-hmm. We could do a five-hour show on something like this. Um, I'm not one, as I mentioned, to believe in the supernatural, but I'm not opposed to it either. I, I'm the kind of guy that needs proof. Not a very religious person, but I'm also on the fence where it's like, you know what? Show me. Show me what you got, and I'll believe it. There are things that happen in this world that are scary that happen in reality that'll never even compare to what like anything supernatural that they've come up with you know in the books or in movies and things like that but i love it is that weird that i love being scared and and it's something that it it, kind of makes me feel human again Mm -hmm. because when i'm when i'm when i'm stuck in my my the mundane routine that i live every day of going to work and coming home and going to work and coming home you know what i mean i love that there's something like that that i can that i can focus on and it takes me out of the reality. You know, you got you got your superhero movies. You know, you've got your your science fiction movies. There's something about scary movies when done right, even if they're not scary. Like I be honest with you, I can't remember the last movie that scared me. But when movies are done right and they're able to pull you in like that, there's there's something to me that's just it's you can't compare it. And totally. I love that totally. So, you know, I don't know. 
this was the subject that we chose to talk about today, and uh, I definitely we definitely did that because of the you know yes happy Halloween yes. everyone. But um, yeah, man, that's it. I'm not I'm not. Uh, there's a lot of things out there that I still need to understand. Yes, I'm hoping that one day I do get a little more insight into that. But uh, totally. the one that gets me out of all of this, Steve, mm-hmm. is our lights in the sky story. Totally. which I still have to send you the link on. Totally, so, that's my that's my uh, that's all the breath I'm going to give you on that uh, for this week. But I'm going to pass it over to my man, Steve, and please uh, enlighten me with some knowledge. Oh, I don't have any knowledge, but ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you something. I love Halloween also, and we're a, we're a, a, a people of laws. What goes up must come down, which is why magic is so crazy, because it goes up and then it doesn't come down. But me even being a rational person. Me, like that broom? Yes, exactly. <laughs> and me being this rational individual. Me knowing that things like this don't exist. Me knowing that my brain is going to find a reason to explain the lights in the sky. And I know a lot of you guys are too. A lot of you are like, oh, it's just this or it's just that. Well, then why are we worried about cemeteries, walking through cemeteries? Why are we worried about going outside at night? And I dare to challenge you. The reason that we worry about it and the reason that these wonderful, awesome, and amazing horror movies scare us is because in our brain, we think that maybe, just maybe, that bump in the night, that sound in the kitchen, that rustle in the bushes, and that monster under your bed just might be real. And this is Steve. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Dan. Happiest of Halloweens to you. We are the Heroes of Noise, and we will come to play with you again soon. Have a great week. We'll talk to you soon. Peace. Peace.